Hey everyone, before we get on with the show, I wanted to do a Modify Black Woman shout out and support our relief efforts for Hurricane Harvey. We have a lot of listeners in the Houston area and we have even more that want to help. Now I'm not going to get into reasons why you shouldn't donate to the Red Cross, even though they should be obvious, uh, but we know people want to give and there are a lot of people out there that need relief. So, um, and one of those, the biggest group of people that need reliefs are going to be black women and their families. Uh, I think we've all seen the disgusting CNN video of the black woman being interviewed in a shelter while she and her children were still dripping wet. And that reporter just like pisses all off. Um, we know people need help. Um, and we want to make sure that effort gets out there to them. Um, thankfully, Ronnie Dean Byrne, uh, is coordinating an effort to donate directly to black women affected by Harvey. Uh, I'm going to give you guys two links that you should bookmark and share right now. The first is bit.ly slash support black women, H-O-U. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital S-U-P-P-O-R-T capital B-L-A-C-K capital W-O-M-E-N capital H capital O capital U. This will send you to a Google document that has the PayPal, Cash Me, Venmos for black women and their families that you can support directly. You just pick a name on the list, give generously. Uh, the money goes straight to the families uh, there. Uh, these families have been vetted. Uh, these are these are people that need help that are in uh, in Houston. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is just Houston. So I don't think they've, they they I know that Louisiana is also uh, getting hit too. I think this is just for Houston. Um, you can also share the list on social media using the hashtag, hashtag support black women, H-O-U. Um, the second link is for black women who are affected by Harvey and would like to be added to that list, uh, the donate list. Uh, and that one is bit.ly slash support with a capital S, capital B, capital W, capital H, capital O, capital U, uh, support B-W-H-O-U. Uh, you can complete the Google form there, and once your application is submitted, someone will get you get back to you, and they will add you to the list. Um, if you are a black woman who is, you know, being affected by uh, by Harvey, reach out, put, you know, fill out this form. Somebody will get back to you. If you know people, if you know black women and their families that are affected, send them this so they can get their uh, get their release from in there. This is money that's going directly to them. Uh, this is radical support that gets the money directly to where it needs to go. No more going through organizations where only a, a portion of that money gets to where it needs to go. This money is going directly into these families' accounts. Uh, we know it's being hit. If you listen to the insanity check, then you know at the end we had um, Latoya talk about the FEMA response and how heartbreaking of what's going on there is it's happening. Uh, this is money that's needed and is going directly to where it needs to go. So please share this information. Uh, donate what you can. Uh, check the show notes for all the shows that we put this in front of. Uh, we'll make sure we include the links there for both the list to, for you to donate to as well as the application. Um, like I said, support what you can. You guys have supported us. Please, you know, pay that forward and support others. Uh, thank you guys now. And um, now on with the show. It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. 
Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex Malcolm hop the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they just but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Pop would beg the differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking in Optimo. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no. I wish that they could. Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would. So what a long frown. A man horn from a four pound. His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound. His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found. Another dead, another gone now. Damn. Another man done gone from the county from uh -huh. another man George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be. Fucking do what you want to do. So I do what I want to do. Bet you did it to floss. Bitch, I did what I wanted. Bet you did it and lost. Bitch, I did it and won it. Shit, I'm never coming back. Listen, I just want to rap. Gee, I told you all of that. On about a dozen tracks. I don't give a fuck. I just, I just, I just want to rap. Spitting fire on this track. Like a fucking thundercat. Plus, this mic is bleeding. Roll ho. This shit is a no no. Rolling in that low low. Plus, I'm from that boy. Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the wall, and we so so. Sitting with the flow, somebody gonna go home. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame, just to go broke. You said they got the rap game in a show car. Never think I got the whole world in a rope. Don't get a bigger damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to the Insanity Check Podcast. On uh, this holiday weekend, Labor Day weekend, show almost didn't happen, uh, but we're gonna do one for you uh, anyway, because that's what we do here. Uh, joining me in studio is the lovely Ashanti. How are you doing, man? Hi. Thank you for being on here. Uh, now that I have you in here, I can go ahead and say this right now. We are going to do an Scare Soldier. We did one. <laughs> it got to get you on record. No, no. We're, um, we'll probably do a couple because I know we just watched, last night we watched two. Interesting uh, anthology movies. Really interesting. I would say the second one was sort of the holidays. The last like three we're pretty good. We're pretty good. But, but we know we wonder why they started having actors and directors that I recognize. Yeah. And I was like, mm, they're pretty good. So we'll yeah. do one on that one. And then um, uh, next week is Creepy Clown Weekend. We get it. Pennywise is back. Woo! And uh, you're not going to the screener with uh -huh, us. But uh -huh, I know. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I know we are going to go to watch it. And then we'll do a Scarestalgia uh, spoiler review slash spoiler review on that one. So that'll be fun. So, hey, that's two right there that we're going to do. And at some point we gotta do Ghost Ghost Brothers and Ghost in the Hood. Yeah. Like we've been we've been putting that one off. We gotta we gotta do that. But um Yeah, folks, thank you guys for being in here. Uh I know if you get in this episode, uh we started with a three minute little um intro that basically uh it, it's our black woman shout out for today. We're not gonna do another one in, in the episode, but we basically um the links that you can find to directly supporting black women affected by Hurricane Harvey uh, just check the show notes for that. Make sure they're in there. Uh, the Bitly links are case sensitive, so you need to make sure you put them in, uh, spell them correctly. Because if you don't, then they won't go anywhere. So just double check the show notes to make sure you find that one. And then at the end of this episode, um, put your headphones in. I know some people like as we get to the end of episode, you cut it off. There's an 11 minute um, message from Latoya from Secret Sauce 
she's been activated for FEMA, and she's going to go into w- ways people can get help and what's going on there. It's a little low, so make sure you put your headphones in so you can hear that. Uh, but definitely, I mean, even if you're going to end the show early, fast forward all the way to the end, the last 11 minutes, and make sure you listen to that um, and, and do that. So, And also, Secret Sauce is on its own feed now, and we have two episodes coming out this week for that. So make sure you subscribe to there as well. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do some, some other, you know, site news. Now, uh, I can officially say it now. It might not, depending on how quick you guys are at downloading this episode, it might not be up as soon as you do this, but the Patreon is going live, uh, this weekend, this holiday weekend. It's uh, patreon.com slash MTR network. Um, Again, we're going to hopefully next weekend will be the first live show. So if you sign up, you'll be able to get the first live insanity check we've had. And shit, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Whenever um Spreecast went down, like that was the last time we did a live show. So if you want to get in on that, uh, sign up for the, the, the Patreon account and we'll do a live show next week. And I got to uh, my, my guest is Rich, jo- Rich Jones and I got to double check with him the time. We'll make sure we put the time out there. Um, sign up for the newsletter because we'll put the time for that in the newsletter. And also, if you're on um, Patreon, you'll you'll be able to get that as well. So, um, again, that stuff helps us keep going and keeps the show other shows free as well as all the premium shows we're bringing in there. So, um, do that. And uh, we have a Super Tuesdays wrapping up. Uh, Deepom and I are going to be recording a lot of Character Corners. <clears throat> Because uh, he gets married soon, so uh, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to stack I'm trying to trying to use up all this time now, and so we're trying to get the character corners for the rest of the year uh, kind of crammed into record at least in the next uh, two months, so September and October. So we're gonna record a lot of and then put them in the bag so that um, I'm not bothering uh, the newly uh, the newlyweds <laughs> in Dece- in no- rest of November December. So uh, just keep track of that, and uh, there's a bunch of stuff in premium that's coming out as well. I've just been late. I've been behind. I've been behind on that. We have two more episodes of Molecules and Shit. I think there's a Doctor Who episode that's either recorded already or needs to be recorded, and there's a bunch of other stuff that's coming out. So um, just keep your eyes open for that kind of stuff, and um, let's uh, let's get on with the show. Get us get us get this out of the way. Um. So, one of the reasons why we almost did the show, I was trying to figure out what we are going to talk about. Because it's a holiday weekend. It's a holiday weekend. And honestly, so much stuff is going on with Trump and them. I don't really always want to talk about Trump and them. Uh, this is kind of Trump-related because the guy does support Trump. But there's always something going on. And what I found is, you, have you been paying attention to the thing that's been going on with uh, uh, Joel Overteen? Yes. Olstein, Ovaltein. I'm not going to use his real fucking name because fuck him. Um, so it started off with people, you know, his Lakewood church is was not flooded. There was some flooding apparently in the garage, but the, it was not flooded. Now I've seen, and, and the defenses I've seen of this guy have drawn me crazy. If you don't know who Joel, Joel Olstein is, um, prosperity preacher he's worth between 40 to 56.5 million dollars he says a lot of that comes from his book sales but he's a christians you should be ashamed of yourself right it's come on all right um uh, and he has a huge church i want to say i want to say they have like 20 000, i can't remember how they have a lot of members it's not twenty thousand. it might be like five thousand no maybe he's growing from five thousand 
let me look it up. Uh, they have a lot of fucking members. And so um, there was somebody actually, I don't know if you saw this video. There's actually a guy who walked up during the flooding, walked up to the church and was trying to find Joel. He was like, Joel, are you here? I want to make sure you're, I want to make sure you're safe. I want to make sure you're not flooded. Are you, are you okay? He's literally walking up. There's no flood. There might have been flooding in the, the garage, but there was no real flooding. Um, now, I've seen some people try to defend this guy, which I don't understand people that defend these kind of preachers. I, I, I don't because they're truly scum buckets. Like this is this is a Trump supporting pastor, which should be an oxymoron, right? It, it, like this, this shouldn't go together. You support Trump and you're a man of God. I don't understand that. But uh, I was seeing all kinds of excuses. If you were saying, hey, if you're going to have a shelter, you need to prepare for that, right? You know, you need to prepare for it. You need to plan it. You need to ask permission. He said uh, in an interview, he said that, well, uh, the reason why he didn't open the, sh the church as a shelter is because Houston didn't ask him to, right? Never mind that the mosque around the area is an ass and they still open their church. Not to mention, there is a, and I wish I had... Let me see if I can find the... the, the there is a furniture store. There was a furniture store. Yeah, there was a fucking furniture store that opened up their, their building because they were like, hey, people need are in need. He opened up and told people to come here. A fucking furniture store versus a huge, dry-ass fucking church. Mm -hmm. The excuses don't make any fucking sense, guys. There's no fucking reason. Oh, well, the, uh, the garage was flooded and how were they... Open the fucking doors. People will figure it out. Open the fucking doors. Like, it's, it's that fucking simple. You have a dry church. Open your fucking doors. Let people come in. That's it, right? Um, let me see if I can find this furniture store. Because uh, they really deserve... Now, watch I say this and then turn out he's a fucking, uh, uh, fucking Trump supporter. Uh, Did you see the pictures of Trump going to a shelter hugging that little black girl? Oh yeah, that. So I didn't. Want, I wasn't going to get into the, the to forty five and his do over uh, press. I, I don't care. Like I, the man is inc incapable of showing empathy and looking like genuine in it. Mm -hmm. Like nothing he does. Like there need to be talks about how much of a sociopath this motherfucker is. You have never seen Trump show genuine empathy. Never, ever. You've never seen it. Um, Mattress Mac, with the name of the store. A uh, let's see. A petition been started to honor the Houston area furniture store owner who opened up his business to help uh, victims of Harvey. Uh, owner Jim Mattress Mac uh, McInvale is known at, throughout the Houston area not only for his zany commercials but his generosity. He opened up two of his showrooms to shelter some of the ten thousand people whose homes were underwater. A furniture store, furniture store. All right. But Osteen said that uh, Houston didn't ask him to open up his church, so he couldn't do it. Right. Uh, so then they opened the church up. They finally, he got, he got shamed into being a Christian. <laughs> shamed into actually doing the Christian thing and opening his fucking doors. You know what they did on Wednesday? Closed it? No, 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 no. They didn't close it. You gotta keep it open. Once you open it, you, gotta, you, can't, you can't close it. Um, they had a church service where they passed the collection plate. Amongst the people sheltering in his church? Yes. They passed the collection plate amongst the people that were there getting shelter. Now, you would think. Well, I guess he has to pay, you know, 
50 cents goes a long way to help the church keep it, keep its light bills. I mean, going. I, I kind of understand. Like, you know what? You know, if, if there is a disaster and, and I'm opening this, I want to get something in return. You know, it couldn't just be God's love, right? Because <laughs> we all know that's full of shit. So we need something tangible. Yeah. Um, so you, you pass. You shelter here. Just make sure to grab your debit card. Or you right. Can, you know, just, just, make, just make sure you do that. And uh, we'll make sure we'll get right in on that and do that. Uh, so you would think, again, that that would be the line where people go, I'm not going to support this guy, right? He got torched for that too i hope he did but the weird thing i find is he also has people to go well that's normal um not in a disaster situation but here's the thing i and this is where people start telling on themselves in their church apparently it is because i've had people go well, no, my church was flooded, and you better believe on this Sunday that they're going to pass the collection plate around, too. And I'm like, so you're getting money from people who are losing stuff, and that's okay? Like, uh, and again, I mean, like... If you're, doing it, if you're doing it for a regular church service, that I understand, because that is typical. I'm assuming that people that weren't affected will still show up to church. Like, the congregation, like, who who will, who, uh, who can attend, that can still give, will give. So I can see it being just regular church service, go through the ceremony as per usual. But to have a special, different ceremony, um, you know, church service on a different day where you know the majority of the people in attendance don't have anything that is well, distasteful well see so that's when like and i'll i'll give you that one i'll, I'll let people slide on that one but even that one feels kind of weird to me because it's like again this isn't a regular church there's a guy who's worth 40 to 50 million dollars uh yeah you don't you, you don't need to pass the collection plate on that like maybe take a day off yeah maybe yeah, well, maybe, I'll say, maybe if, okay if maybe it's, take a day off just now we haven't, I don't know if they're passing the collection plate today at Joel Olstein's church, but like until I know about that, then I'm going to accept that. But mm. if it's a regular church, also in a disaster area, well, I can see why they would still do it because it's typical. But if it was like two days ago right. and you're having a special service and you're doing this, that seems classless. I, I, I also, yeah. And I'd also say that if you are. A local church and you're taking up a collection to use as a pool of money to 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 go to all of the victims like mm -hmm. you're you're pulling money to get resources for everyone mm -hmm. i can let that slot i can yeah. i can understand that and hopefully if they do do that then the pastors are saying as much right right because that could also, if a church is involved in sheltering that can help with some of the cost of that right so i can understand that but this is a 50, this is a church that brings in millions and is honestly a tax shelter. Like, yeah. it is literally a big business. Now, like, considering that the church wasn't flooded, I don't know how many people they managed to take in, but mm -hmm. if the people that normally attend on Sundays come and they give as usual, then that's probably I, I a get, windfall. Yeah. 
whether or not that money goes to well, actually helping. Well, that goes to the other thing, too, is I don't believe any of this money really goes to anything. Like, listen, I grew up in the church. All right. I know the building fund. Yeah, so did I. So yeah, yeah, this. yeah. How much, how, how much of that money of the building fund actually went to the fucking building? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not even going to get into the whole thing. Cause, and it gets into the, 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 the territory of things like um, the Red Cross. Where you're like, oh, yeah, you're bringing in a whole bunch of money, but what are you actually doing with the fucking money? Mm-hmm. But this, I'm like, are, are... I had somebody try to tell me, it's like, well, no, I mean, this is just normal standing operating procedure, which I get, but maybe standing operating procedure should, maybe we should kind of change that. Because I had somebody go, well, they do this too when they go to like, uh, they like missionaries go overseas and they go to like poor countries and they pass a collection plate around there. And I'm like, um, yeah, that's not really good either. Like, that's not, like, you're, you're not making me feel any better about that. That sounds stupid too. So you're going to an area that's poor and you're asking them to give what they have mm-hmm. to you and then maybe the money will come back to them. And people go, well, you know, that's what they believe. That's what the church believes. And that's what, that's, that's what the Bible says. And I'm like, oh, Sometimes I'm going. Sometimes your beliefs are stupid. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, the the Bible also says that don't eat shellfish. So I'm just saying that maybe some things mm, you can't go with the Bible on, all right? Like, this seems kind of inhumane to go somewhere where they don't have much. You clearly have some. Because think about this. If you're a missionary and you're going overseas to somewhere else, you have clearly got the money from somewhere, all right? So you have money to go overseas, and now you're going to that place where these people don't have a lot, and you're asking them to give you what they have because you know that's how. Got to support the mission. Well, that well, not just support the mission. They, 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 they. Calm down. Because again, it makes me mad because people say this shit to me like I didn't grow up in the church. Like I have a pastor as an uncle. I grew up in the church. I know how this shit works. All right. They the way that they sell this shit to people is that. You give what you can. You give what you have. And it'll come back to you tenfold. Guess what? That doesn't fucking happen because that's how it works in real fucking life. That sounds great when you're giving, trying to give people hope and people are desperate. And when you have people that are desperate and are financially struggling, when you tell them do this and they're on their, they're on their, they're on their last bit and all they, all they have left is their beliefs. And when you tell them some shit like this, yeah, they're going to fucking give because I feel like that's all they have left to do. You're fucking taking advantage of them. All right. That's what you're fucking doing. This isn't about uh, giving to uh, church and my beliefs. It has nothing to do with fucking beliefs. It has nothing to do with the Bible. All right. This is about ripping people off and, and filling somebody else's fucking pockets. Um, I, it just drives me fucking crazy. When you look at like, it's no surprise that a lot of these prosperity churches and prosperity pastors and evangelicals support Trump. So. They're already not on the... You're already failing to get me to believe that this is anything about helping other people. Because mm-hmm. Trump ain't about helping other people. So when you're a pastor and you support Trump, you already are telling on yourself there. That's number one. Um, number two, like with these mega churches, I'm waiting for somebody to show me one mega church that doesn't have a bunch of shit behind it. We got one out here in Maryland, uh, Jamal Bryant. I think he still runs a church out there in near Baltimore, that motherfucker's always in trouble. That motherfucker's always doing something weird. There's always some fucking scandal going on with him and, and, and the women in the church and, you know, possible possible pastor babies and things like that. There's always something going on with that motherfucker. It's always. It's always weird how these mega churches motherfuckers always seem to have some weird shit behind them. 
always a fucking scandal. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're using it to make money. You know? If, and again, if it's not your church, if your church, church is one of the good ones, don't, not all Christian me's on this bullshit, like they do with that not all cops bullshit, you know that shit's happening. You know it is. You know it's fucking wrong. You know it's fucking full of shit. It's been happening. We see that show all the time. Uh, I'll always love to bring, any time we bring up pe- prosperity, you know, pastors and shit like that, I always love going back to the my well of uh, Juanita Bynum and her $5,000 pen. I want every person in here, and these are these are little requirements, um, and I don't know what your financial status is, but um, for my people that have registered and people that have not registered, um, I want you to get some kind of name brand ink pen, other than big, 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 other than big. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you Pilot? write with a big today. Pilot pen? You in a low grade. If you write with a big today. You in a low grade. If you write with a big today. I do that. So excuse the little thing. Somebody did this other video. Because what happens with Juanita Bynum is some of these videos you can't find the original. Because you take them down because they look bad. Mm-hmm. She's literally like I don't. What is a name brand pen? Other than Bic or Pilot. Or some other cheap fucking pen you get 10 for a dollar. Like, Well, pilot pens are not cheap. They're not? No. Oh, how much are they? Well, the ones that I get are like 20 bucks a pack. For how many? Um, like, uh, I think you get like 12. $12? But it, 12 in a pack? Yeah, but it goes from like, you know, red, you know, Roy G. Biv, all the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's still that's still too cheap. That's still too too cheap of a pen for one need to buy. But it's <laughs> great writing. It doesn't. Oh, but it's still too cheap. You're being cheap right now. You gotta step your you gotta step your pen game up. You in a low grade. You in a low. You in a low grade. And the reason why I say that, and the reason why I say that, because big is for the common person. Everybody has it. Big is for the common person. Big is for the common person. I thought Jesus was for the common person too. <laughs> it could be fucking wrong because I'm a heathen. So what the fuck do I know, right? What the fuck do I know? I know I just <laughs> I had it all fucking wrong. Who knew? Who fucking knew that uh, big is for the common man? And but not Jesus. Everybody has it. Big is for the common person. Everybody has it. that I want you to have with this class is there something special about me? Come on, stop. Yo. You know, they just, they just print bics out, you know, they, they just, y'all you know they say. And so you gotta, you gotta upgrade your signature because your name means more than that. <laughs> Your name means more than that. You gotta have... Would this be your real name or the name that the slave masters who brought you over here from Africa? Which which name would that be? Because I have questions. Signature to your name. Your writing instrument determines where you're headed. 
understand the value of what you write down. Okay. Okay. Did that help somebody? No. Help somebody? You know, Master Field, that, that's, that's a serious thing right there. Seriously, I, I, I paid up to like $5,000 for an ink pen. I, I paid. I told you, you went a low grade with your, your $12 or $20. She paid $5,000 for a fucking pen. Well, you can get Uniball Vision Elites. You can get a 12 count for a $14.78 on Amazon. But, yeah, see, you know. that's common. That's, that's common, man. See, anything you can get on the Amazon is a camera. so smooth. And you know my handwriting. Like, yeah, I have glorious handwriting. But it's, 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 it's common, man. It's a common man. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, the, the, I always try to go back and well, find My handwriting thing. is so lovely. People don't even notice the type of pen that the ink is in. They just love that's, my handwriting. That's, that's because you're not using the $5,000 special pen. I'm just saying, step your pen game up. Well, I guess, well, you know, it, it would be awesome. If I had a $5,000 pen, whenever I write, like, the ink would turn into gold or something. Mm. You know how, like, when Ariel writes her name on the um, Sea Witches, like, little contract where she gives mm -hmm. up her voice yeah. and autonomy and, you know, voice and stuff? I, yeah. You know what? I that, would love a magic writing pen for $5,000. Well, you know what? I, I, I think you're onto something here. If you pay $5,000 for a pen, I mean... If you're, you're selling your soul to someone, right? If you're selling your soul, you can't use anything less than a five thousand dollar pen. So I, I you know what? I, I'm in too hard on Juanita here. You, know, I think she's on something. Um, my favorite Juanita Bynum video though is the one they took down, and this happened a few years ago. And it's the first time I became aware of Juanita Bynum and her fucking shit. Right? So here's a thing called a, like a threshing floor or something like that. It's like a it's a it's a giant pillow top. That's what this shit is. It's a giant goddamn pillow top. But somehow she thinks that that's what she needs to prey on. She needs this this giant threshing floor thing to put on her floor to roll around on and pray. I shit you not. I remember seeing the video. It's been taken down now. So she was going through a divorce at one point. And because, you know, that's what, you know, I thought that God, whatever. So she's going through a divorce. And, and they, they she was losing the house that she was in. I think her husband was getting the house. She was moving into another house, and don't feel too sad. It was still like a $400,000 house. But she needed, she needed some help because she was losing her threshing floor in the divorce. So she needed a new one. So you know what she was doing? She was asking her congregation to donate to her new threshing floor, and she needed $20,000 for this giant-ass fucking pillow top. A threshing floor? Yes. It's a giant fucking pillow top. At least the one she had before. And in the video was great because she was asking, she was just all viewers like, yes, you know that I need this to help you. It's one of those type of deals. You almost think it was a parody, right? And she showed video of her praying on her old one. And it was literally her dressing all white because she calls herself the prophetess. And she's dressing all white and she's literally rolling around like a fucking toddler on this pillow top floor. It is fucking amazing. It's the most amazing thing I've ever saw. And because she got roasted for it, she took it down. And so you can't get the video anymore. But it was fucking great. You can just type it and you'll find articles about it. It is fucking absurd. This is the shit that happens. This is why I don't fuck with these people. So I don't fuck with these people that make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars off of religion. 
and they have the audacity during a goddamn flood to ask the people in the audience who are victims of the goddamn flood. Here's the thing, all right? If you went to that church on Wednesday, you were a victim of the flood. At some point, because we've seen the pictures of Harvey. We've seen what that, that, that area looks. Everybody there is a victim of that shit, has, has fallen into that shit, all right? Oh, yes, we had the picture of it. This is great. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Let me see if I can, can't really see it in here, but that was her on there. Yes, yes. That was her, just an all white, on, it looks like a giant pillow top, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. $20,000. $20,000. How much she needed it for? She has three mi- mixed matched, like, Neapolitan colored cushions on the floor. Mm-hmm. Next to... But she needed to pray for you. Is that a picture? She, she has the Ark of the Covenant in her prayer room? But if she doesn't have that, how can she pray to you? How can she, how can she pray to you? Because I was under the belief, again, because of my motherfucking heathen, I was under the belief that you could come as you are and you can pray anywhere and, and, and Jesus and God would hear from you. Like, I was under that belief, but I guess I have it wrong. I, I need a giant threshing room floor. So I'm asking right now, on the spur of the moment, I need everybody to go and donate to movie trailer reviews so we can get a giant threshing floor so I can pray for you all. All right? I need that. You know, I need that. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to take it down. I don't even need that because we got a small uh, little studio here. I just want one big enough for the studio. So I'm just going to ask for $5,000. You know, just 5000 Give what you can to help us get this uh, so I can roll around on there and pray. Uh, and, um, yeah, and I'll pray that I can pray for you guys better. And we'll, we'll go from there. But, yeah, it is this fucking is absurd. So weird. Yeah. You remember when um, Pastor Eddie Long had that um, that uh, Jewish scroll of baby foreskins wrapped around him? I forgot about that, yes. Again, find me one of these mega pastor churches, these mega pastors, who isn't full of shit. Alright? Like, every time you bring this shit up, people get per- feel like they're personally attacked. But I want you to think. You should bring, probably feel personally attacked. Look, look, you should feel personally attacked for believing these motherfuckers. All right, think about the shit that they're asking you to do and the things they do. Right, and think about how fucking ridiculous it is. All right, it doesn't make any fucking sense. If a furniture store in Houston can open their fucking doors, why could? And, and here's the thing: people are going making all these excuses. Why did Osteen have three different excuses? First, it was. Versus her first thing was, uh, we're praying for you. We're not opening the door. We're praying for you. Second one was, we're flooded. Then it was, oh, well, we're opening the doors, but Houston didn't ask us to open the doors, but we're opening the doors now. There were three different fucking excuses for why the doors weren't fucking open. So, like, which is it? So once you start giving three fucking excuses, you know what you're telling me? You're full of fucking shit. You're full of fucking shit. That is it. That's the, that's the, that's, that's the thing. You're full of fucking shit. So, Eddie Long, Creflo. I, I can't for the life of me understand how anybody follows anybody named Creflo fucking dollar. Creflo dollar. Creflo dollar. Running back from Mississippi State. <laughs> Creflo dollar is some shit that you sign your name as if you're one. If you're if you're a fucking 
like uh, you you just we saw this yesterday. You kidnapped the an Exxon executive. That's what you sign your name as, all right? If you just kidnap somebody from Exxon and you're sending a ransom letter, you sign your name Creflo Dollar, all right? That's what you do. You, that is not the name of a pastor you're going to follow. Hey, uh, where are you going today? I'm going to the... Um... Creflo Dollar sounds like a pimp's name. Well... <laughs> Hookers at the point. <laughs> well, I'm not... If there's a lot of... Th- Honestly, is there really that much difference between some of these uh, prosperity preachers and pimps? Mm-mm. Is there? Ah, uh, prosperity pimps. Just saying, there might be a lot of uh, similarities there, and uh, yeah. So none of them positive. No, 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 nothing positive on that. Nothing's positive on that. Like it just it just drives me crazy. Like. What do you need? Like, uh, let me see. This is there's and there were a lot of articles. On this, and again, it makes sense that that that, that somebody like Osteen is a Trump supporter. There's an article from Vox. The prosperity gospel explains why Joel Osteen believes that prayer can make you rich. In the wake of Tropical Storm Harvey, which was has resulted in the deaths of uh, at least uh, 46 people, few narratives have captured the public imagination or anger like that of Joel Osteen in his Lakewood church, one of the largest mega churches in the country. Osteen seemingly seeming hesitation to open his church as a shelter for evacuees provoked an intense social media backlash. Lakewood's representative maintained that the church was open as soon as it was safe and feasible to do so. But whether the backlash was founded or not, it reflects a profound, profoundly ambiguous feeling of Americans have of different faiths have about wildly wealthy preachers like Osteen, whose net worth is estimated to be over $50 million and about the prosperity gospel he preaches. As Laurel Turner notes, an excellent piece for BuzzFeed, no theology, uh, theological transition is as rife with accusations of hypocrisy as prosperity gospel. It's distinctly American theolo- uh, theological uh, tradition. Whilst popular among many evangelical Protestants, it's been condemned by many others. But to many of its critics, especially since the election of Donald Trump, this tradition has come to represent the worst of the conflation of American-style capitalism, religion, and Republican Party politics. I mean, this is why you see so many of these evangelicals supporting... So you're not you're not gonna find a broke evangelical that supports Trump, unless they're just out out and out racist, like super super race, racist. There's these motherfuckers like it's like the Horatio Alger myth on steroids. Remember when um, remember all the black people that the 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 the, the, the black faith leaders that came out and supported supported Trump? Yeah, all of them frauds. Let's call them there. They're frauds. I mean, like, and so when you get mad at people calling out Osteen and stuff like that, this is, these are the people you're defending. Why are you defending this? If your church doesn't do this shit, if your church doesn't do anything questionable, if your church doesn't do anything that, that, that harms the people that's supposed to be helping, why do you care? It's like being a good cop. If you're a good cop, you know there, you know there are plenty of bad cops out there. You don't have to go out there and defend yourself. Well, it's, I think, uh, because they uh, get to skate by because they done like random acts of kindness to someone where you know someone needed like a handout to pay their rent, and Joel Osteen's church just gave them a check, no questions asked. They needed you know food. Joel Osteen's church wrote them a check, no questions asked. He's, you know, it's like little stuff. He lives in a ten million dollar house. Yeah, but he helps the people when they need it most. I also love the I also love the, the, the comeback which is well what are you doing? 
He's doing more than you. Well, I would hope so because he has a $10 million house. He's worth 50 fucking million dollars. I would hope he's doing more than my, my broke ass. Right. Meanwhile, Leslie and Marissa right. are able to help probably more than he's impacted in his like whole career as a pastor. They're a small operation. Since November. Since November. Since November. They've done more. And, and when you do it relatively and you, you break down what they've done with their money versus what Leslie and, and, and Marissa have done with their money in Safety Pin Box, I guarantee you the percentage is probably higher. Mm-hmm. And mind you, Safety Pin Box is for profit. It's for profit. And the money, most of their money goes, like, that's what you do. Like, that's why people are so upset about the prosperity preacher stuff. It's like, okay, fine. You have nonprofit status. You're, you're, you know, you don't pay tax and you bring in all of this money. You know, he, you know, he, you know, he's full of shit because he's, they always like to say, well, he makes most of his money, uh, from the book sales, but he gets the book sales because of fucking church. It's, it's all in the same thing. It's, it's one and the same. Yeah, it's cyclical. I mean, you have to groom your congregation and, um, you know, grow your audience in order to get $50,000 or $50 million or whatnot in order to have book sales that incredible. So, and then you're also going on tour. I know pastors, you know, go to visit other churches. So that's just, you know, getting more, you know, broadening your audience, getting more book sales. Like it's a business. You're profiting. It's an entertainment business. That's what it is. Call it what it is. This is an entertainment church, fucking church business is an for profit business. that gets non-profit status. So what it is, and if you're if you're getting mad at me, juxtapose what 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 we did, what we're seeing with Joel Osteen, with that image of because there was an image of a black pastor who was is in floodwaters. He's on top of a car, looking in there to try to see if there's anybody stuck in the car. There was that image out there. I remember seeing... I, I try to avoid a lot of the images coming out of Harvey because it is devastating. But I remember seeing that image. It was, somebody was like, that's a, that's a pastor. And he's going around in his community checking cars that are flooded to make sure nobody's trapped in there. Compare th- what that guy is doing to what Joel Osteen is doing. And you tell me this motherfucker is of God. or in, You tell me that he needs to be defended. You roll your fucking sleeves up. You have that much fucking money. What are you doing to help? Listen, um, the football player, J.J. Watt, in the course $12 million of a week, yeah, $12 million and I saw race. trucks, um, I saw images of, like, huge trailer trucks that, um, during the middle of the night or something, just being loaded up with supplies, like, that's an incredible effort, like, seriously, shout out to, shout out to him, I yeah, don't know what I, team I, he plays for. Uh, he's Houston. Yeah, he's from Houston. He, he plays for I, Houston, he plays for the Texans. Oh, okay. okay. Um, Shout out that that just reminded me of another uh, another article that there's an MMA fighter. Uh, yeah. So. And uh, it was the um, MMA fighter that was going around and rescued a white family. And they, and had, they, they had the. Yeah, the I got it right flag. here. So so here it is. Um, uh, it's Lewis. What is his last, What is his first name? This is um, Derek Lewis. Uh, so black MMA fighter saves. Stri- He's in the UFC. A black MMA fighter saves stranded Harvey victim with a Confederate flag. Victim apologized for carrying a flag. Uh, let's see. Uh, MMA fighter Derek, Derek, uh, uh, Derek Lewis spent time in the Houston helping Hurricane Harvey victims get to safety after heavy flooding. And surprisingly, one of his uh, one was his uh, was a man trying desperately to save his Confederate flag. I picked up one guy and his family. His wife. He just kept apologizing to me because 
All he really had was his clothes, and he wanted and he he wanted to take his Confederate flag. Lewis said he wanted to take that with him, and he just kept apologizing and saying, "Man, I'll sit in the back of your truck, man. I don't want to have my flag inside your truck like this." I said, "Man, I'm not worried about that." Is the flag a fucking heirloom? I don't understand this. I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't. I, like I, <laughs> I, again, like I, this this shows you the how, how deep seated racism in. And, 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 and white supremacy is this motherfucker in the middle of a flood decided he wanted to save his goddamn Confederate flag. Like, that's, that's a whole other story. But here, again, this is an MMA fighter. MMA fighter. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Derek Lewis ain't making no $50 million. All right? He was out there. He's literally out there. And I saw it. He was out there in the water picking up people. You know, what is Joel Osteen doing? He has another. $50 million. What is he fucking doing? If, if that's his community, what is he doing? Is oh well, he raised some money. He passed a collection plate around the service. He prayed for people. He opened his doors up eventually. Like, are you fucking serious right now? What is he actually fucking doing? He has more than any of these other fucking people. He should be doing more. You ask more people who have more. What is he fucking doing? It fucking pisses me off when I see people defend people like this. This is a Trump supporting, Trump voting son of a bitch. All right. He's a racist son of a bitch who's getting rich off of fucking religion. Let's call it what it is. And he's doing about as much as Trump is fucking doing. He only opened his goddamn doors. He's only doing what he can to make himself fucking look good. It was a bad PR thing. He probably had his big PR machine come out there and say we're going to do something different. That's what fucking happened here. Fuck him. This is not the guy you need to support. If you are religious and you are Christian and this you are about your church and your church doesn't do this shit, don't don't defend this shit. He's doing the bare fucking minimum. Fifty million dollars. He lives in a ten million dollar house. Come the fuck on. Come the fuck on. And fuck Tyler Perry for that. I donated to Joel Osteen. Fuck you for that, man. Out of all the money you could donate to, you went to Joel. Really? Really? Okay. I'm sorry. It you just, probably should have kept that. I didn't know that. It just piss, it just pisses me off. It just really pisses me off because like the excuses don't make any sense. I literally saw some people going, well, "What are you doing? Do, do I have fifty million dollars? I don't know about. Uh, if I do, uh, that'd be great. I I I do way more. Do I have a huge church that sees sixteen thousand people that wasn't fucking flooded in Houston? If I did, I didn't know about it, but I'd open the fucking doors. You know." If you really, here's the thing, if he, as a person who is notorious for not doing things I don't want to do, I know how I act when I don't want to do things, all right? I know how I am. And the way that the Lakewood Church acted, that is not how you act if you really were going to do what you were going to do. If they were really going to open the doors, that is not how you say, that's, come on, that's not what you say. You know it's not. Come on, that's fucking ridiculous. Him. Fuck him. Fuck all these prosperity preachers and all of them. All most of them voted for Trump. So the reason why there's a reason why most of these motherfuckers are Republican. There's a reason why most of them voted for Trump. Which is really interesting when you think about it, because you know they're um, cutting disaster funding and expecting like churches and stuff to take up the slack. Meanwhile, well, these churches... well, 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 well. well. <laughs> Not those churches, right? 
Ah, uh, okay. You not, the not, the, not the rich churches that can actually afford okay. to do it. No, no, no. We're talking about the churches that probably already kind of flooded themselves. The ones that are barely trying. The ones that actually have legit building funds mm-hmm. that you're putting money into because, like, the roof, the roof is leaking. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the churches we're expecting to pick up the slack on that shit. We're, we're not, not the, not the 16,000 a seat, uh, uh, you know, million dollar building. Not that, that one. Come on. Come on, ma'am. I should have known better. Come on. You're right. We can't ask. We can't ask the good Christians like Joel Osteen to do that. Come on. These fucking fucking pieces of shit, man. Like, just seriously, go fuck yourself. Like, it just it drives me fucking crazy. There's no excuse you can give other than I'm sorry. It's not even I'm sorry. At this point, it's not even, like, you gotta get rid of these motherfuckers. Like, you gotta get rid of them. Like you always, <laughs> this will be a good segue into the next thing. People always wonder why. Um, uh, I always say that it's weird the way we go in on any other religion, right? Like we'll go in on. Um, can, fuck, let's use. I'm not even going with the mo. Uh, imagine if there was a sixteen thousand seat, non flooded, Church of Scientology building there instead of Lakewood Church. Tell me people wouldn't lose their goddamn minds if the person running that shit said, well, we'll pray for you, but we're not really going to open our doors. Imagine, and then imagine. Imagine if if it was a $16 million mosque. Oh, And and they were going to be, you know, snotty enough to say, "Mm, no, we're going to let the Christians tramp. People would be mad and demand that they open the doors of their mosque. To let people in, which, by the way, there are a couple of mosques in Houston that were open, yeah, and no. accepting all comers who didn't wait for Houston to tell them to open their doors. Um, but yeah, yeah. so so going back to the Scientology, imagine, imagine now, 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 then when they finally were ashamed to open the doors, now imagine if they then uh, during their services or whatever, started going around giving people those free uh, what is what are the, the it's not the e reading, what is it, the fucking is the e meter readings or whatever the fuck those readings are they give. When you go to the Church of Scientology, they hook you up to like a polygraph machine and they give you your uh, your little reading or something like that. Imagine they're doing that to the fucking flood victims. People would lose their goddamn minds. You will lose your goddamn minds because you don't respect Scientology. For, and for good reason, because it's really a fucking cult. Have you ever... I, I, it is, no, it is, it is a know, goddamn cult. You know there's a Church of Scientology in D.C., right? Yeah. Yeah. I got uh, approached by someone on the street, and they handed me a Scientology flyer. So, and I was like, "This is what we're gonna do." Do you see? You accept Negroes? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if you're, hey, look, I'll give it. I'll give it to Church of Scientology. If you have enough money, they'll accept anybody. Well, considering the neighborhood I was in, yeah, that's um, probably why they handed me the flyer. So this is what we should do because uh, we're going to New York Comic Con next week, and you and Ashley are going with us. You guys got date day passes passes for the Thursday. But we're going to be there through Sunday. What you guys should do is you guys should go to the Church of Scientology in New York and actually go in and get one of the readings to come back and report to us how it went. I think not. <laughs> I'll never see you again. Because <laughs> they do that shit. Like, but imagine, imagine, if, imagine if that was in Houston. You know? You would, you would, you would drive yourself crazy. Um, I remember there was, a, there was this outcry over... It was bullshit. It was outcry over this... Um, it was a uh, a Muslim couple that was were foster parents, and there was this article about how uh, they had forced 
uh, they the they they adopted some white some white child. Uh, they, they had taken a white child in for foster care, and they were talking about they didn't speak. It was, it was just it was a hit piece on, on on these couple, right? People lost their goddamn minds because these are these are these are Muslim foster care parents, and they still pray. They they, they probably talked in the language around the kid, and the kid wanted to go home, so they made it seem like it was abuse. It wasn't anything about that, right? But you see how people's reaction all of a sudden changes when you change the religion. But when it comes to Christianity, all of a sudden it's, whoa, whoa, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not fun. You always give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You like, always give them the benefit of, like, they're doing good somewhere, somehow, even if I can't see it. I'm just going to right. presume that everything that they do is with the kindness of their hearts. And, and again, this is, this, this is a Trump-supporting person on what level like you're not giving anybody else who voted for trump the benefit of the doubt so why all of a sudden are you giving a guy who's worth 50 million dollars the benefit of the doubt why are you getting me these people you know Hmm. you see what they believe i don't know shout out to melania trump for going to a flood in a flotus hat and stilettos you saw when she got off the plane, right? They, they, somebody, they somebody, had, they, 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 get, they put her in some tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. I want to know whose tennis shoes they were. Cause I don't think they weren't hers. Yeah, I don't think she was. <laughs> so there's somebody back on that plane. Michelle that had Obama no shoes. would never. It's fucking ridiculous, man. I'm just saying. Look, believe in religion. I'm sure want. Trump is like cursing Eisenhower for being the first one to actually respond. To a flood and physically going there himself. Okay. Again, Trump has no empathy. He looks very. Anytime he gives a speech when he's trying to be empathetic, he has to stare at the teleprompter. People always get on Obama about using a teleprompter. No, using a teleprompter is fine, but you you scan your head back and forth. You scan the words like you're. Here's the thing: you know what you're already going to say, so you're probably already prepared to say it to begin with, mm-hmm. right? And you've practiced it in advance. And you practice. Trump doesn't do that. That's why he stares at it. And so when he's like, and I want to thank the people of Houston for coming out and we are going to help you. We're going to help them. We're going to, we're going to give them great help, great help. And we are very sorry yeah, he just for riffs, them. Yeah. He riffs off his favorite buzzwords. That's all, that's all he does. Like you're going to get first rate help. We're going to get help right to you guys. You know, it's coming. I know I'm the commander in chief. I'd be chiefing in this bitch. <laughs> Look, if he said I'll be chiefing in this bitch, I'm okay. I'll give him. Some, I'll give him some credit for that one. I'll give him some credit for I'll be chiefing in this bitch. But he's so uncool and so un- he can't even do that. He can't even pull that shit off. Yeah, he's. It's just he's so and, deeply unqualified. This country should be ashamed. Of and and these are the these these are the evangelicals that are supporting him. Eighty eight percent of evangelicals support Trump. You have um. Throughout all this time, you still have all these pastors and preachers throughout Charlottesville and everything. They come back. Uh, what was it? Was it there was a um, I don't even have. Let me see if I can find it. There was a pastor that basically said uh, that come here if you um, um, impeach Trump, there will be a there will be a civil war. Let me see if I can. Yeah, here we go. T evangelicals. Gotta love T evangelicals, yo. They're I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of miss them. We used to have more of them now. You, you said evangelicals. I uh, know I did. I did see evangelicals. I did. I fucked that up, but just roll with it, ladies just, and gentlemen. I've been drinking. 
What have you been? Televangelist has become evangelicals. Evangelicals. I'm just leaving it go. I can't say Why that can I'm you... mad at the change. I, I think that's funnier. I don't respect them. That's all that matters. Here we go. Here, here's a... Um, whatever this fuck... Uh, Jim Baker. Uh, Kim Clement, before he died, he prophesied. They will be screaming impeachment, impeachment, but it will not kidding. happen. That's true. Kim Clement prophesied. Well, I'll tell you what. I will predict if it happens, there will be a civil war in the United States of America. The Christians will finally come out of the shadows because we, we are going to be shut up permanently if we're not careful. Christians are in the and shadows? God says faith without works is dead. Right. We have to do things. You guys ain't working, you you fucking racist, Kentucky Fried Colonel motherfucking look. Oh, what the fuck is he saying? Are you serious? Like he's saying the good white Christians are gonna come out of the shadows. And God, we trust was added into our fucking money because of religion. It wasn't there at first. What are you talking about in the fucking shadows? Oh, you know they would take Harriet Tubman off the twenty. I'm not even getting to mute you in his fucking. Bullshit ass. What? And actually, honestly, just real quick as an aside, that makes sense, and I knew that was going to happen because Trump is a fucking Andrew Jackson fan. So he is an Andrew Jackson fan. So it actually makes sense that that, that they're not going to. He's not going to. He doesn't want his favorite fucking genocide, genocidal maniac to be taken off the fucking money. So I fucking understand that shit. Back to these motherfuckers. Like this is shit that bothers me. This is like um, ugh, where's my good old faithful? There's uh, Jimmy uh, Falwell and Robinson when they said that when they blame I can't remember if I played this on the last I might have played this on the show recently. Uh, they blame 9/11 on uh, the feminists and the gay people. So uh, yeah, oh yeah, this, this is good. This is a good one. Good old September 13, 2001. Mm, gotta love this, right? These are the people that support Trump. These are the evangelicals. These are the Christians. This is the first time that we've been attacked on our soil first time and by far the worst results and I fear as Donald Rumsfeld the Secretary of Defense said yesterday that this is only the beginning and with biological warfare available to these monsters the Husseins, the Bin Ladens, the uh, the, the Arafats uh, what we saw on Tuesday as terrible as it is could be minuscule if in fact if in fact God continues to lift the curtain and allow the enemies of America to give us probably what we deserve. Well, Jerry, that's my feeling. I think we've just seen the, the antechamber to terror. We haven't even begun to see what they can do to the major population. I mean, the, ACLU, uh, the ACLU's got to take a lot of blame for this. Oh, yes. And I know I'll hear from them for this, but uh, throwing God or successfully with the help of the federal court system throwing God out of the public square, out of the schools. Uh, the abortionists have got to bear some burden for this because uh, God will not be mocked and when we destroy 40 million little innocent babies, we make God mad. I, I really believe that the pagans and the abortionists and the feminists and the gays and the lesbians who are actively trying to make that an alternative lifestyle, the ACLU, People for the American Way, all of them who tried to secularize America I point the thing in their face and say, you helped this happen. Uh, just FYI, that uh, 
Jerry Falwell Sr., uh, who I'm actually glad is fucking dead. Uh, but his son, Jerry Falwell Jr., is also a very vocal Donald Trump supporter. Yeah, he's right, yeah. Apple right up there with them. So far from the tree. Right. So, yeah, these are the people you're fucking, you're defending when we say fuck them and their responses to this shit. Um, they believe, they blame things like this on this. Yeah, they, they blame it on the, um, the feminists. The feminists caused 9-11. And the abortionists. And the pagans. Who, who, okay, we're going with the pagans. Okay, yeah, not. I mean, if you saw the movie we saw last night, I mean, damn. Uh, but yeah, they're all to blame, not, you know. 30 to 40, 50 years of bad American foreign policy. No, 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 not that, not that, not that, not that, not that. Uh, feminists and abortionists and, yeah. And both of those motherfuckers, rich. Rich as fuck of a religion. It wasn't Jim Baker. He was married to Tammy Faye, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Not the sure. 700 Club? Yeah. I remember her, like, big hair and... You know, ostentatious makeup and stuff. Well, I remember, well, like, if you're um, going to prosperity color, pimp for Jesus, you need to be made up. Like in um, Jim Carrey did the most hysterical impression. He and um, like Damon Wayans mm-hmm. did the impression of the two like televangelists on *In Living Color*. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! You should look it up. Uh, I'm not gonna look it right. I'm not gonna do that. We gotta move on. To, we gotta move on to the next one. Can we gotta. Yeah. Try to keep it moving. Try to keep it moving. Serena had her baby. Hey. It's a little girl. That's good. Good to hear. Um, and I, I know heard, you don't care. I, I'm not a... I'm not a... See, this is, this is the weird thing about having Chanty on today for the for the show is uh, we were like, let's try to find some fun stuff to talk about, but we each love our own fun stuff. So you're into tennis. I have comic book stuff. And I'm like, yeah, so we're going to have to figure something else out. But the good news is I did hear that uh, the baby did beat uh, Sharapova in like three <laughs> already. So. Listen, I was like, I just want, I just wanted Serena to call up the USTA and be like, put me into the first round. I want to play Sharapova because <laughs> um, she got a wild card into, Sharapova got a wild card into the main draw. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I would love it if Serena called just to have them put her Put her in the jaw to play Sharapova. That way she could beat her ass with a gut full of greatness. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you this. Cause I was seeing some people talk about this. She got, uh, apparently, she got, was getting center court, and some people, some other uh, tennis stars were kind of mad about that because they're like, yo, this, she's first off a drug a drug suspension. Why are you guys giving her Cause she's a comeback? She's a white girl. Oh, okay. That makes sense. She, doesn't, she doesn't deserve it. Like, she should... She should have to work her ass all the way back up through the challenger circuit. Mm-hmm. Well. And then have to qualify with everyone else. Well, they to were. Prove, to prove her shit. Hell, James Blake had to do that, and he broke his neck. Well, there we go. We'll go with, uh, that's our great one was a white privilege. Not really, but kind of, sort of, mm. in there. Um, all right, let's move on to something else here. Uh, this is something... That's been, uh, I've been seeing kind of weird, not weird. It's standard operating procedure for how we do things here. And it's, so during the election, there's a whole lot of both sides going on, right? Like, you know, Trump and Hillary Clinton, they're two sides of the same core, same, same coin. They're both sides are evil, right? If you said that shit, you're full of shit. Oh yeah, you're full of shit. 
But here's the interesting thing that's happening, right? <clears throat> so now we're seeing the same thing happening now. Pure doing with, uh, what's it, Antifa or Antifa? Like, I don't know what oh, people yeah, are the anti-fascist. The anti-fascist groups and neo-Nazis. So we were doing the same thing. I am finding it kind of weird, funny because some of those Antifa people are also the people that were saying both sides are the same. You're now seeing what happens when you do the both sidesism because both sidesism is never right. It's never okay, right? It's almost it, it it almost never pans out. So you're seeing a lot of these articles come up, and um, it came to the head because not really came to the head, but I know Trevor Noah got in trouble for it because the Daily Show made fun of him, called them I think the vegan ISIS, which. <laughs> laugh at it but it's wrong um but like he got in trouble for it so i started looking it up and apparently there were a lot of articles about this a lot of articles that were basically comparing the anti-fascist groups to nazis and basically going well you know there's an article that came out about um political wrote an article about how uh the fbi labels some of these groups anti-fascist groups as domestic terrorist groups People made a big deal out of it, but I'm going to tell you right now, I guarantee you a lot of those groups were probably already on the list to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, they like these, anti, these anti-fascist groups have been around for a long time. Not saying you know they, all these groups are right, but... They've been around since fascism was on right. the rise. Right. So. so, and I can believe when you have a group that goes around and, you know, does certain things, I can see why the FBI would be there. I don't think that they put them on the same level as, say... Because here's the thing. You don't on see white supremacists. They don't because you don't see. You never saw the FBI. People found this out. People don't. The FBI came out and specifically said white supremacist groups and right wing groups are on the rise and are a major fucking problem. Like they don't do that with anti fascist groups. They might label them as domestic terrorist groups, but they're not actually putting them on the same level. But I'm seeing a lot of people do that, right? And um, it's bullshit. Like here's an article that came in uh, the Boston Globe. It's like, there's more than one side to the story. And I'm just like, oh, God, you know, this is not going to go great. So at one point in the article, it, um, yeah, so according to the calculations by the Cato Institute, nationalist and right-wing terrorists have been responsible for 219 murders on American soil since 1992. I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably fucking low. Because what you got to understand about white supremacist groups and white nationalists is some of them don't get funneled into that. Mm-hmm. They don't. Uh, less uh, so, and uh, left-wing terrorist groups are on some way beyond, uh, be, are, are some way behind, having claimed only twenty-three lives. However, three quarters of the victims of the far right were killed in nineteen ninety-five Oklahoma City bombing twenty-two years ago. More than half of the leftist murders have taken place beginning in two thousand sixteen. Which, again, I don't believe any of these fucking numbers. Cause I think you're leaving out a lot of things that could probably count for right-wing terrorists. Because uh, how many people died in Oklahoma City? It was like. One forty something, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of them children. Yeah, I think you're missing a lot here. But then the article goes on. But wait, let's not allow the fascist and anti-fascist distractions for the most significant source of political violence over the last uh, past two decades: Islamic extremists who have killed more than ten times as many people in the far right in the United States in 1992. True, most of those died in 9/11, but the uh, Islamists still lead by meaningful measure. See what they just did there? Mm-hmm. So they qualified the right-wing murders by saying. Most of those happened in 1995. But then when they brought up the Islamic terrorist ones, they said that, oh, well, yeah, sure, most of these came from one event in, in 9-11, but we're still going to count them. And I honestly don't believe that I think that their numbers are taking into account everybody and not just the United States because 
when you really break it down, outside of like Orlando and a hand, maybe like one other, like Atlanta did thirty people, yeah, but like Atlanta. there's not a huh? Uh, Atlanta, the nineteen ninety six Olympic. No, no, that that's um that's white supremacist. Oh, I'm talking about Islamic uh, uh, extremists. Like you have, and then maybe like oh Orlando, and I think maybe the Fort Hood shooting. Might be the two next biggest ones in the United States. And they don't count the D.C. snipers in that, do they? Well, no, because the D.C. sniper wouldn't technically be a white right-wing... Uh... Well, but, but they were Muslim. Hey. But that wasn't counted as terrorism. That, that didn't, but I'm wondering if you're... I'm wondering if they do count that in there. Because it's funny, I, I just listened to um, uh, the last past podcast on the left episode about that. Mm-hmm. And because um, it, it had nothing to do with him being Muslim at, at all. Um, but I'm wondering if they probably did. I, I guarantee you they probably did. They probably counted that in here and it's, it shouldn't have been counted. So it's just weird how they do that. But, um, anyway, the, the whole, the, the whole point here is, like, I understand how people can feel some kind of way about the anti-fascist movement. Definitely. Like, uh, I remember uh, they were here in DC and there was that video that went viral a little bit. Where they were trashing, throwing some stuff in the street, and they were burning it. And a black guy came and was like, "Yo, what the fuck are you guys doing? Stop! Yeah. Stop burning! Stop burning this that. shit! Because you guys are coming from out of town. You're burning shit in our fucking in, in, in here. You don't fucking live here. You're not gonna be the one that deals with this shit. You're not gonna be the one to clean it up. Stop doing it. I, I think that's a valid point. I you can have legit critiques about some of the things they're doing. Uh, I, that's fine. But here's the thing." On one side, you have the anti-fascist movement, and maybe they destroy some property. They have some stuff going on here. On the other side, you have fucking Nazis. In that comparison, you don't need to get nuanced discussions on what, what... You don't need to sit there and focus on the things you disagree with the anti-fascist movement on that. They're opposing Nazis. It's good enough for me in this case. I'm fine with that. Like, it's fine. Like, I think one of the problems is people don't recognize the violence of these white supremacist groups. Mm-mm. Them just showing up is violence. So, like, people, like, there is apparently anti uh, the anti-fascist movement, uh, I think it was, it was, a, it, was, it wasn't Boston, somewhere else. They showed it in Boston, but somewhere else where... The Bay? It might have been. Berkeley? They showed it. And they, and they, no, it wasn't Berkeley. They did Berkeley. There was, was a Berkeley it, event a couple of months ago, I believe. Right, there was a Berkeley event. But there's event supposed to be another one. Yeah, there was. It might have been in. I think it was in California, like last week or so. And they beat the fuck out of some of these right wing fascists, right? And the people were like, "We were just there for a free speech. We weren't. We were." And, 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 and to give give them credit. The the the, the, the right wing people they did not show up like they did in Charlottesville, like armed to the teeth or anything like that. But here's the thing that's missing: them just showing up is violence because of the fucking message. Their message is basically white people are up top, everybody else is below us, and we're trying to actively suppress everybody else. That is fucking violence. And you have to meet that with fucking violence. Throughout history, like, um, what did, what did the, 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 the British think about uh, the terrorists who threw the tea off the fucking side of the, those, those, those boats. They're fucking terrorists. It was a violent act. They destroyed some personal property. Think about, think about the messaging that came out of that, right? But who do we side with on that one? Because there was clearly a good side and there's clearly a bad fucking side. 
Never mind that they were very problematic in the fact that they dressed up like Native Americans. We'll leave that aside. But we saw with, we saw with one side because one side is right and one side is wrong. And if you were black, you sided with the British because at least they give you freedom. Mm. Which had its caveats, yeah. but still. Yeah. Well, there's that. We're getting complications right now. But, 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 that's, but, that, but that's actually a good point because even with the anti-fascist movement, there's complications with this. Mm-hmm. It's very complicated. Like my, I'll be honest. I see... And I think part of my problem with just my visceral reaction to them is most time, and I know this is not true of the groups because there are a lot of black people that are in this group, in these groups and part of these groups and work with these groups. The face of those groups are usually young white guys in, in, in dressing black. And not going to lie, just visualize, visually right now, makes me kind of nervous. It just does because typically that's not end well for black people. Mm-mm. So, but... Overall, and, and again, you see some of these movements, they're not, they're not a, a, a specific political ideology. Like, there's one group, I think yeah, it was... Yeah, it's the, very the, much like a mishmash. Yeah, it's like, oh, what is it, the group? The, um... Redneck. Redneck Revolt is one of the anti-fascist groups, and they include... Like, I know, it's, it's fucking, I'm not gonna lie, it's a fucking hilarious name. Uh, they include, you know, uh, uh, liberals, Democrats, Republicans, li- Libertarians... And I'm going to tell you right now, I almost never agree with any fucking libertarian whatsoever when it comes to shit. Like, I think libertarians are full of fucking shit. I think, I think they are. Um, here's the thing. Uh, if you look up their, uh, their mission and, and what, they, what they say they support, they were founded as an offshoot of the John, Bl- John Brown Gun Club. And they support Black Lives Matters. LGBT, oppose economic inequality, like, mm, I, and, and you know what, biggest thing they oppose? Nazis. Uh, I'll let them slide. If they're up against, if they go up against anybody else that I'm kind of iffy on, we'll have a conversation. But right now, the most of the things we're seeing them is, they're attacking Nazis. Gonna, gonna be honest with you guys, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And here's the thing, if you watching Nazis getting punched makes you sympathetic to the Nazis? You might be a sympathizer. You might be a Nazi sympathizer. Like, if you're watching Richard Spencer getting punched in the face and that triggers you going, you know what? I think I'm going to go to my next KKK meeting now. If that triggers your tear ducts, you have a problem. You, you might. You, I'm just saying... By the way, did you hear a couple of guys were arrested in the beating of that um, young kid? Yeah, Good. and one of them was the actual... Let me play it on the show. One of them was the guy who... Uh, the Puerto Rican guy who... Yeah, Puerto Rican, who uh, made the video about how he had beat up the guy. So he was... He's one of the guys arrested, so fuck him. And they got the guy who beat him with the pipe, right? I believe... I thought it was all of them. I thought it was more than one. Oh, well, I definitely saw like close-up pictures on... My timeline, their dude had his hand wrapped up in a shirt and he had like something metal attached oh, to it. I don't know which one it was. I, I'm glad they got all of them. Uh, same thing happens with, uh, there was an article about uh, how doxing Nazis is wrong. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. You can't really dox a Nazi. You're exposing Nazis. Like, that's a different thing. Like when I think doxing, I think about when you're like... Um, when what they did to Anita Sarkeesian, uh, who was Sarkeesian, the, yeah, sorry, uh, the um, the feminist who was talking about, you know, the uh, uh, video games, like uh, sexism in video games, like they went after her. 
They threatened violence with her because he had an after to go, hey, some of your favorite games are sexist. They went out, they harassed her, and posted posted information about her. They did this well. A lot of they still do this. Uh, what, what they did when they harassed um, the Marvel editor because she took a picture. She literally took a picture of herself drinking a milkshake with uh, with other like a, another woman. Like she got attacked for that shit. Like that's doxing. You know what doxing is not? Uh, finding Chris Cantwell, who is proud, you know, of being a Nazi and proud of you know trying to be more violent. And exposing him. Or finding people that are, sh- are shouting, a Jews will not replace us, while carrying tiki torches, and going to their company and saying, hey, um, you, want to, you sure you want to hire this guy? You sure you want to keep this guy employed? That's not doxing. That's exposing somebody for being a raging bigot. Mm-hmm. Not the same fucking thing at all. Not two sizes of them. Gotta stop that shit. Yeah. The two sides of them shit doesn't work. Listen, Israel and Germany are still hunting down people who escape prosecution. Uh, they should the... look closer in the United States. Yeah, the Russia. Yeah, like if you were, if you, you were a part of, of the Nazi regime, even if you were like nominally a Nazi, they're still coming for you. I think Rod said, like, you can still have five seconds left on this earth; they will still catch your ass. Unless you're ahead of NASA, and then we, uh, yeah, mm, yeah, got, we got. Anyway, so, so I'm I'm gonna help people out here, you know, with the two sides of them thing. I think what we need to start doing is start saying things out loud, right? Because maybe maybe what it is is people say this stuff and they only say one side, and they'll say like people will be like, well, you know, 20 years ago Hillary Clinton said oh, black uh, black teenagers were super predators. Okay, Do you know a, how much has changed in 20 years? Well, well, well no, no, that's a, that's a valid point. Did you know that Donald Trump called Mexican rapists last year? Not the same thing, because one is 20 years ago, one is yesterday. Like, mm. so we start doing things like that, you know? Um, so I'm going to do that with Antifa and, and, and Nazis right now. Let's just go through some of the things here and see what happens. Um, so the Antifa movement, uh... They, they, they murder storefront glass. They, they, they murder stores. They damage property. And uh, that costs people money. It's a negative thing. I can see how I'm not, against, I'm not for that. That's, that's, that's kind of bad. Um, Nazis, um, they murdered 6 million Jews. That's, that's kind, of a, kind, of a, kind of a lot there. I, I mean, don't... we can also toss in prisoners of war. Yeah, yeah, no. We we can talk about the KKK. When I say Nazis, also include like like the KKK. The Nazis 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 murdered a rainbow of people. Right, right, right. You know, they 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 were very um they were very non discriminatory. If you think about it, they Mm. they murdered everybody who wasn't white. So it's a very inclusive group right there. Um, all right, all right, all right. right. So here's another one. Um, Antifa they they do discriminate. They discriminate against Nazis. All right, discrimination is bad though, so you shouldn't discriminate against anybody. That's bad. All right, Let's see what the other side does though. Uh, um, the Nazis they discriminate against anybody who isn't white. Huh. I think um, I think Antifa wins on this one. I think I'm going to side with the group that doesn't like because if you discriminate against so if you discriminate against the guys who are discriminatory against everybody else, are you even really discriminating? Got to smoke some weed on that one. <laughs> gotta smoke some weed on that one. Gotta get to Jaden. Gotta get to Jaden Smith on that one, yo. Just gotta. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's, let's go with someone. Um, 
Antifa, uh, they they're black clad and they wear handkerchiefs across their faces, uh, like they're like they're in the Wild Wild West. Um, and uh, Nazis, uh, they 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 wear khakis and tiki torches. Now I will say that I think khakis, the Nazis... white polos, and carry tiki torches. Now I'm going to say that I do think that the Nazis went on this one. They've always been very dapper. I mean, so, Hugo Boss. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying they 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 know how to outfit themselves and look look very respectable. You know, because when you're going to murder six million Jews and you're going to discriminate against everybody, you should look nice, right? You know, you want to look like a professional. Let's run a professional organization here. Get some shit together. So I'm just saying, Antifa, you might want to get a uniform. Be a little more respectable, I'm just saying. So I'll, I'll give the Nazis a point here. That's a point Nazis. One, one point for the Nazis. We got two so far for Antifa, all right? Let's go. Um, uh, so, so... Antifa, they, there are links to communists. I will give you that one. All right, they do have links to the communists. Um, uh, the Nazis. Yeah, but there's don't. always been like a communist presence. Yeah, so it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still there, you know. And I had somebody tell me the other. I saw somebody on the say the other day, communists do kill people. So that's wrong. They they do. They have murdered some people. But then I gotta go back to the Nazis. They they they, they Hitler and he murdered six million Jews. Now, I, I, I mean, Stalin also murdered Jews no, at did. the same yes, time. He did. He but, you did. know, he, he was did. fighting. He was fighting for he the did. good guys. Yeah, so, he did. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll give you that one. So, somebody made that point. They were like, well, just Stalin. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Stalin is a piece of shit. But here's the problem with that. Because people were just like, because the guy was trying to say things like, this is why you don't support either one of them. I'm like, so who do you support? He's like, America. And I'm like, mm, but the problem with that is we committed genocide against indigenous people. And then you also built an entire country off the back of Africans you stole from another continent. And you so even just, sent mm, black Americans who weren't even, who were barely citizens of the country, who lived in fascist conditions at home, who went overseas to fight fascism. And even then, while they were there, there's, you know, black soldiers got lynched and shit. Yeah, and you also committed, you, you also committed experiments on them? Yes. And, did and, you, and, did, and, and. Did you read and, that report I sent you about lynching of black soldiers during World War II? I think I did, and I saved it, but I didn't read really it. Oh, and, and, and. Operation Paperclip, we brought in the Nazis here. And, and the communists did too, so I actually feel like this one is a wash. We're all full of shit. So this was no point for nobody. Nobody gets a point. So, um, let's see, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Antifa, they tear down Confederate statues. Again, they're just destroying public property. It's never right. Uh, let's see what the Nazis do. Uh, they protect Confederate statues, but then they also vandalize churches and Holocaust museums. So, I think I'm going to kind of go with Antifa. Yeah, there was an attack at the Holocaust Museum a couple years ago. Yeah. One of the security guards was killed. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with um, Antifa. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Antifa on this one because you know, like the Confederate statues, they are technically traitors and racist. So I can see why you should probably tear those down. Nazis are actually, you know, they're vandalizing things like the Holocaust Museum, which I can almost understand too because you know what most Nazis believe that the Holocaust didn't happen. So if you didn't believe something happened, I can understand why you wouldn't want a museum to that. Because it doesn't make any sense. If you don't believe the Holocaust happened, then how can you identify with Nazis? Because then that wouldn't that also cancel out the whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, cancel whoa, out whoa, the Nazis? Whoa, whoa, ma'am, I mean, yeah, if the Holocaust didn't ma'am, exist, would the Nazis exist without the Holocaust? Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. listen, this is not a place for facts here. All right. I mean, that's not, just, this, this yeah, not, I'm just this, trying to apply some some logic. This is fake just, news. Fake news right now. Fake news right now. All right. So let's break down what Antifa supports. And with the Nazi support, and maybe we'll see some things there, all right? 
So, um, let's see. Uh, they support Black Lives Matters, the LGBTQ community, Muslims, uh, ending uh, economic injustice, uh, and white supremacy. Okay, so so what do what do not let's see what the Nazis support, right? Um, they support the KKK, uh, Donald Trump, uh, deporting eleven million uh, immigrants, and anybody uh, anybody who's against who's for supporting the white race over any other groups. Sounds like a hate group to me. So I don't know if I can give a point to the Nazis on this. I think I gotta go to point to Antifa on this one. Seem more inclusive, a little bit more inclusive, just. Um, let's see what they oppose. Uh, Antifa, they oppose, this is actually a really short list, Nazis. They oppose Nazis. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let's see what, uh, the Nazis oppose. Uh, they oppose Black Lives Matter, black people in general, Muslims, LGBTQ, uh, immigrants, uh, anybody who's not white. Uh, I, 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 I gotta go to point with the Antifa on this one. I don't know. It seems like even though I might have some problems with them. Wait, not even spicy whites? What do you mean? Latinos? Uh, it's kind of weird with that. If you look like you're white, then I guess you can be white. But it's I always find that weird, right? Because you got like the dude who um, got arrested. To, yeah. He's a Puerto Rican, but it's like, dude, you're hanging with Nazis. Like at some point, they're going to turn on you. Like they'll accept you for now. But once everybody else is gone... Nigga, you next. <laughs> you next. You'll be first in line, as a matter of fact. You're going to, you're going to, like, this is like the people that supported Trump and then got deported because they were like, but I'm one of the good ones. It's like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't fucking matter here, motherfucker. It's like, you're all the bad ones. You're all the fucking bad ones. What are you talking about? Um, Thank you for your complicity, yeah. though. But this, this, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is where the both sizesism thing goes completely off the rails because when you really break it down, you say it out loud. Yeah, I have some issues with some of the tactics that Antifa has. That's fine. I can have that nuanced discussion when we get to that point. But right now, they're standing up against Nazis. I'm with them live. I don't give a fuck. If you're if they're gonna go out there and they're gonna cause Nazis hell, my my disagreements can be saved for another time. That's not both sides. The other side is clearly fucking wrong because they're goddamn Nazis. Mm-hmm. They're KKK, they're racist. Like, you cannot find me somebody in that group who is a good person. You cannot find one thing in that group that, like, nothing that they stand for. Any of these alt-right people, you cannot find one thing that they're like, oh, well, that's actually a good point. I want to hear more about that. Nothing's there. It's all about, you know, oh, it's too PC culture. Even their free speech rally stuff is just mass for bigotry because they're basically saying they want free speech to be able to say whatever bigoted shit they want with no fucking consequences. That's what they believe free speech is. Mm-hmm. Freedom to say bigoted shit with no consequences and spread their fucking shit around. Sorry, no. Mm-mm. Not going to support that. Like, that's what this is. That's where the, 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 the line should be drawn in this. It's very, very fucking simple. And I think part of the problem comes in that is uh, a lot of our media doesn't want to have a, a serious conversation about what racism is in this country. We don't, don't, have, a, we don't, have, a I don't think they're particularly capable of it. There are some anchors that can, but it's it's honestly like why bother? Well, it's like what we talked about when I talked last week with uh, Leslie. We were talking about like um, Daniel Radcliffe and his whole you know. Well, I have some friends that are racist. I think there's a lot of that going on where like. Because your friend doesn't have a hood on, 
you think that they're not supporting of the KKK ideals. But we need to start listing that shit out. List out what the KKK believes in. Go to your... This is what you do. All right? White people. If, you're, if you're, somehow you manage to stick through and listen to this show. All right? And if you're not... If you know some white people that think like this, cut this portion of the show out, send it to a, 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 a person, and ask them this stuff. This is what you do. Take the ideals you see from some of these white supremacist groups. Put them in a list. Put Donald Trump's name to them. Then ask them what they think about this stuff. See if they support it then. You mean misquote the president? Is it really misquoting the president though? Is it? Because, <laughs> I mean, he says a lot of the same things. Hell, you could, you could take... What Steve Representative Stephen King yeah. says. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, like there, like if you do that, you know, the, it's gonna derail the conversation before it can even begin because they're gonna be they're gonna like beat around the bush. What? Saying that Donald Trump didn't actually say all this, but the, he, the fact that this is what he represents, well, like, well, 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 they're well, gonna well, use every other tack other than to address to address this. Well, no, no. Here's what you do. Don't say it's like direct quotes from from. Donald Trump, but take some of the things that you've seen from him policy-wise. Like, he wants to deport 11 million Jews. I mean, uh, Jews. <laughs> 11 million uh, immigrants. He probably wants to get rid of the Jews, too, but he hasn't said that one yet. 11 million immigrants. He's done that, right? He, he's, he said he wants to do that. He wants to, put that in there. Uh, they, they support the wall. Put that in there. Uh, put in... Uh, uh, it, he hasn't come out and said this, but by the people you put around him, you can put this, that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group. Like, do things like that. Like, put down, not necessarily his words, but policy positions. But do you even need that? It, it's kind of like, just, who was it that said, call your friends in instead of calling them out? Like, if, Dan, if I'm <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe's one black friend, <laughs> and he told me he has friends, other white friends, that you know, say that type of crazy shit. And he, uh, and me as my, as his one black friend, I'm like, so you didn't check him? You didn't mm. check your other friend saying that? Like, so you can just, you can just not be friends with them because they believe things that are detrimental to me, your one black friend, but you won't do that because why? Why does their friendship mean more to you than the life of a friend of yours? Oh no, that, that's or right. not even a friend, just another person that looks differently, and they believe things that are detrimental to the humanity of someone mm -hmm. else. No, absolutely. I, I think that needs to have a conversation, particularly with people being friends. But what I'm saying is, I, I think that what's happened is people are drawing a line between what Nazis KKK is and what. Let's be honest. People in the Republican Party believe. And I think we need to somehow expose the fact that there is no line. That this is a Republican... The Republican Party platform is, for the most part, a very KKK, neo-Nazi, heavy platform. They There are some things, if you go on the economic side, with some things that are probably a little bit different here. But for the most part, particularly on social issues... Every single one of those things that the Republican Party supports is supported by the KKK and neo-Nazis. And I, I, I think that... Yeah, but I'm like, what comes first, though? Because I don't... I'm thinking that it's kind of like a mishmash because the Republican Party has been around. So mm -hmm. a lot of these people 
were, you know, over the course of the 20th century were, yes, most likely in the clan. So ideas that were already, you know, present uh, with regards to, you know, society were already a part of um, the thinking that uh, of people in the Republican Party. But it's also the same things that are echoed in people that were in the KKK. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need to, you know, distinguish KKK and Nazism because it it all comes from the same brew. Well, no, you get that. You and I understand that. What I'm saying is I don't think the majority of people understand that. Like we get that. And I think a lot of black people get that. But this is not I, I, I don't think any I don't I honestly don't because if if they believe that, I don't believe this this both sizesism thing would be going on right now. Yeah. I don't think you I, mean, would, I yeah, don't think that, would, I think people are going like, Oh, we need to come together and we're this is like you always say, this is not the, my Republican Party. I'm like, the fuck it isn't. Mm-hmm. It it has been your Republican Party. You know? Yeah. What 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 Republican Party are you thinking about? Well, you know, not the party of Reagan. Uh yeah, the party of Reagan. <laughs> this is Reagan. And I, I just think there needs to be some kind of way of comparing what the Republican Party's figureheads and their people that say not 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 our Republican Party what they say compared to what like David Duke says. Not too far, not too different. The only difference is when you say David Duke, for most people, not Donald Trump, he's toxic, and people go, "Oh no, I don't believe in that." But why is it that you know David Duke is too far for so much of the Republican Party? But Stephen King isn't. Yeah, I, I mean, just I think the uh, with Trezit, Trez, Trez, um, No, I'm fine with that. We're, we're making it worse. Like, we're making it worse this episode. Um, with Trump in office, it's kind of uh, like there is someone in the White House that like symbolizes like mm-hmm. rage and impotence and a brokenness in our polity and. A breakdown of American hedge money in the world like that. He is symbolic of, I guess, a declining, like the decline of American influence, if mm. you will, which is what a lot of, you know, white people that are part of these groups feels like they right. feel the decline of like white power and influence. Like they are no longer able to just like surreptitiously go and have like black people be deferential to them. To be able to like snatch a black kid off the street and go lynch him with that, mm-hmm. with impunity, right. uh, it, it still unless happens. Cops. Unless cops, you know, you're not able to like coalesce on a Sunday and go hang a Negro, and you know, take pictures and make postcards and go send them to all your mm-hmm. friends and family about the awesome weekend you had. You're not able to physically oppress people the way you once were. You weren't the embodiment of like, like. You're not the sole embodiment of power anymore. And that is what they feel they are. They have lost and are losing at a rapid pace when literally the gains that have been made for um, black folks, people of color, has been to uh, extend those rights (laughs) that they are full citizens. Right. Because full citizenship to white people has always been the ability to oppress others and consider them not as citizens yeah like everyone else has been fighting for their citizenship 
and they're the only ones that have been locked into it from jump. And so they feel that somehow me getting a passport is taking away theirs. But and, and, and again, who's been feeding that up to this point? Like, that, that's why it's, it, it's always been crazy to me that the Republican Party, you know, feels some kind of way about Trump. It so, feels like they're so shocked by Trump. And I'm like. You guys, you guys created no, this monster. They, no, because they projected, yeah, like all the rent, all the crazy shit that he said. Mm-hmm. It is impolitic, improper. It is rude for them who played the game, right. who understand that there is a facade you must maintain. They could not do that right. the way that Trump Jesus. has yeah. been able to. So they are able to project all the crazy shit that they wish they were able to say, you know, without consequence. That's why they kind of support him. I mean, uh, maybe it's like a, you know, weird form of bizarre form of admiration because he's not held by the same, you know, uh, the same kind of um, social um, restrictions that they are because they kind of do give a damn about, how they're perceived in the public. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know, Paul Ryan worked really hard to make the image of him being this smart policy want guy when nothing, he's nothing more than a racist, you know, piece of shit who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like mm-hmm. he, he's been, he's been a lot of time and money creating, like you said, that facade of that. And, and Trump now just you came have in. someone who literally just walked out with his dick out. Yeah. Like he's literally on some. I didn't know I couldn't do that shit. Like that's mm-hmm. what that's what it is. It's like you know. Remember the, the one time that Donald Trump ever said anything that was worth a damn when he said that the the House bill was mean spirited, and it drove the House drove Paul Ryan them fucking insane because it was mean spirited, and he's like, motherfucker, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, we're taking the, all these these people's money, uh, uh, healthcare away. That's what I wanted to do. Like. That's the thing. That's the that's different. That's the line. People people are trying to force this line between Paul Ryan and Donald Trump. And I'm like, Donald Trump is just doing things without the the the, the, the flash and without the the curtain. Like he's operating. He's the the wizard behind the curtain. There's just no fucking curtain. Paul Ryan's like, close the motherfucking curtain. Like I want to pretend like I'm actually caring about these people, but everything he does is not caring about these people. It's like. Mm-hmm. I want that line to go away. I want people to start calling that line away. Like, listen, your your bill leaves 23 million people without health insurance. You're a piece of shit just like Donald Trump is. Like, mm-hmm. there's no difference here. And people are trying to draw that line. I'm like, no, there, it, there really wasn't. You want to deport all these people. You know, uh, Paul Ryan put uh, the doc is going to end. You know, what is it? Deferred uh, deferred actions of children. Oh, I can't remember what it's cancer. Yeah. It the Dreamers Act. It, it, children that of uh, that were born, uh, uh, children of uh, people who came into this country illegally. Uh, Trump is thinking probably on Monday, I think. Oh, actually, no, Monday's a holiday. So maybe it'll be Tuesday. Uh, then again, well, maybe Trump, never. he might do it. No, he's going to do it. It might not happen, but he's going to do it. Um, because it feeds his base. That's what he does. And um, now, if it actually becomes law, we'll see. And if it actually stands, we'll see. But um, Paul Ryan put out a statement it's like, "Oh, I don't necessarily agree with," but it, it feels fake. Just like Donald Trump feels looks fake when he's trying to show empathy. I feel the same thing from 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 Paul Ryan. Like when he says things, he just looks. He looks like he's lying. Mm-hmm. You're like you don't really believe this shit. Like. 
the the only time I've ever seen he Paul Ryan really care. You know, this is just an aside. Well, a few years ago, when my little brother graduated from boot camp, you know, they have the ceremony mm-hmm. where you know all the battalions, you know, march out. Um, but during the ceremony, um, you know, under President Obama, if you join the military, um, if you were undocumented and you joined the military, you could get your citizenship, hmm. right? So there were some dreamers that were um, in my brother's, you know, you know, classic boot camp, who were dreamers and were given their citizenship. Mm. Now, mind you, there's like a whole bunch of people right out on the parade grounds, and you know, a lot of white folks, you know. But you know, it's not the here or there. When these kids got their citizenship, they called them out. They like took the pledge and everything. Why was it? It was only my family that gave them a standing ovation. Wow. Yeah. Like the, the, it was me, my older sister, who was also a Marine, and my mom and nephew, and brother-in-law, that rose and clapped for these kids. But, I mean, like, and again, that's why I think that Trump will definitely do this, because, I mean, honestly, as a country, we're full of shit. And people would like to draw a line that somehow they're not the same as the KKK and white nationals and Nazis when they when they support, you know, denying people like this citizenship. They want to somehow feel some kind of way about like it's no, it's all racism. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did literally everything that they told that you told them to do. But they're joining they're joining the military, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're they're going to go into the military. Potentially put their lives on the line for this country, and you won't even cheer them becoming full citizens to do that. Like, and these same motherfuckers have the audacity to claim that Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the flag in the military. The nerve. The utter nerve. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, back to Paul Ryan. The uh, only time I've ever seen Paul Ryan really seem like he's truly genuinely genuinely happy is that one video that came out him him talking about him uh, getting rid of uh, Medicare he was like it's, yeah. been, it's been something he's been dreaming about since since college like that was the only time I've ever seen Paul Ryan actually seem like he gave a shit such a sociopath just saying uh, speaking of sociopaths um let's go on to our favorite topic of uh piece of shit cops Police union president calls Black Lives Matter protesters outside the Philadelphia office, uh, Philadelphia officer's house a pack of rabid animals. Because why the fuck not? Uh, just so you know, uh, well, I'll play the video and then I'll give you the background on this Philadelphia cop. That was the message tonight at a Back the Blue rally led by police union president John McNesby. It's in response to a protest last week outside the house of a Philadelphia police officer who shot and killed a man after a traffic stop earlier this summer. McNesby called the protesters, quote, rabid animals and said they're crossing the line. They are racist hate groups determined to instigate violence and their targets are the men and women of the Philadelphia Police Department and their families. And that's where they crossed the line. 
This is video from that protest outside the officer's home a week ago today. Looks like a lot it of white people. Organized by the leader of oh, Black Lives Matter Pennsylvania, protesters demanded the officer be charged for the shooting death of David Jones. Pack of animals. Because no, it seriously looked like a lot of white people outside that cop's house. Was I wrong? Uh, it might have been other cops. It probably wasn't. Hold on. Keep playing the video. Uh, it's probably other cops. That's probably what it was. Because they showed up and they probably went, they were probably a bunch of blue live matter motherfuckers that showed up to defend this cop who shot a man. So they, they said he shot this man. Here's the thing. Shot him in the back. Can you see the video? He's running away. Shot in the back. Shot him in the fucking back. Why are police unions so full of shit? The president of Pennsylvania Police Union responded to Black Lives Matter activist demands for accountability. Again, demands for accountability for police killing of a black man by calling the group a pack of rabid animals. I'm asking you to hold other officers accountable for killing unarmed black people. And your response is to call me and my group a pack of rabid animals. Who's really the rabid animals here, guys? Hmm. Philadelphia so that kind of low key is like, ah, yeah, you guys deserve to be executed because you're not human. You all deserve the old yellow treatment. Yeah, that's the type of thinking that is quite pervasive. Philadelphia Fraternal Order, Fraternal Order of Police President John McNesby made the statement Thursday during a rally held by and in support of police, according to NBC uh, Philadelphia. The Back the Blue rally, which, by the way, these are just fuck all these rallies. If a police when a police officer is killed on duty, everything shuts down. They they get a hero's uh, a hero's burial. Nobody goes through their digs through their history. Um, the people who kill these cops are hunted down. There is no hesitation on this. Like this idea that somehow cops need support more than what they already fucking get is absurd. Yeah, you're one of the most protected fucking groups in the country. This is why you can shoot a black man or a black woman. Unarmed, an unarmed black woman or unarmed black man, and not go. You might not even get indicted. It's crazy because it's almost like their citizenship is worth more than the citizenship of a person who served in the military. And you know, go special paid. deference is paid to service members who are, you know, killed in the service of their country, but then they're like quickly forgotten. Uh, I guess because people just like kind of take the military for granted but if you're a cop like it'll be balls to the wall go find the person meanwhile you can take the life of a citizen and nothing will happen to you so the back of the blue rally was in support of a protest the week before by members of black lives matters outside the house of officer ryan uh ponell who fatally shot david jones in june Parnell, a 12-year veteran Shot Jones in the back as he fled from a traffic stop. Police said Jones was armed with a gun. This marks the second time Pernell has shot a... Second time! He shot a black man in the back what as he was state? fleeing. What's the state? Uh, this was uh, Pennsylvania. I think it was Philadelphia. So it, was it is legal to carry? Open carry state? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Not sure. Um, but here's the thing. That was the officer's second time shooting somebody in the back. 
one time is bad enough. Second time, he's done it twice. He shot people in the back twice. In 2010, he shot Carnell Williams Carney, who ran from police while having an illegal gun on him. So he had an illegal gun on him. That was the day I took my last steps on my own. Uh, the now 36-year-old shot by Ponell. Uh, uh, he Phillips. lived? Yeah, he, this other guy lived. The, the, the first guy he shot lived. Is he white? No, but he's in a wheelchair. Goddamn. He, he can't walk anymore. I've been in the chair ever since. So he had an illegal gun on him, but again, at no point they say he pulled it out. So he ran from the cops because he had the illegal gun on him, got shot in the back, and is paralyzed now. But it's the Black Lives Matter protesters that are wrong. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw... Two- uh, right. Pennsylvania is an open carry state. Okay. Um, owner license is not required, and a carry permit is required. Okay, yeah. But it, it doesn't, you know what, that doesn't matter because you're black. So it doesn't um, what about in Texas? Like they just, I, I saw, um, oh, open carry. Sure, I, I saw um, Shirley Wong, um, tweet a story about how you can open carry a sword in Texas. Yeah. 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 It's now, you know, okay. to open carry a sword and knives with blades over, I think five inches. Yeah. And I was like, what type of Ren fair shit is this? Uh, I, I felt kind of bad about it, but then I've also been seeing them pull alligators out of people's houses in Harvey. Yeah. Right now you might need, you might need to have. You, you know, you, you might need to walk you around. You might need a katana. You might need a katana. Like, I, for for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna suspend any of my talk because I had that article. I was like, you know what? Right now, I'm gonna allow it because I think right now, if you're in the area, you might need a fucking blade. You might need to carry something on you because they're yeah. literally pulling out nine foot alligators out of people's homes because yeah, it's flooded. So I, I'm gonna let it go for now. But yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, then there was this dash game video. Move her hands. Remember, we only kill black people. Yeah, we only kill black people, right? That's exclusive dash cam video. New at 60, officer is trying to explain himself. Live, local, late breaking. This is Channel 2 Action News at 6 p.m. Coverage you can count on. Good evening, I'm Justin Farm. I'm Javita Moore. Only Channel 2 Action News got dash cam video of a DUI stop now. We want you to listen because it's the officer's words, not his actions here, that have him under an internal investigation. Channel 2's investigative reporter Mark Winnie is live at Cobb County Police Headquarters. And Mark, the officer's attorney says he was only trying to get that woman to comply. Oh, what is okay then? We were led to believe the officer was eager, in fact, uh, to tell his side uh, to go on camera, but his attorney intervened. We do, however have a detailed statement from that attorney, but first the video. Use your phone. It's in your lap okay, right there. I just don't want to put my hands down. I'm really sorry. I'm just it's just really wrong. No, no, no. I've just been wasting any videos of problems. But you're not black. Remember, we only kill black people. Yeah, we only kill black people, right? All the videos you've seen, have you seen black people get killed? You have. The statements was made by Pause an individual. It. And they're not indicative of the values. The woman's reaction. This is a white woman, right? Yeah, it's a white woman. Her, I just want to see her face. I need the dad. I need the body camera. Because mm-hmm. you know her face was like, the hell? First of all, first of all, I, 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 almost, I almost put this as a great moment of white privilege. Because I was like, just, just the audacity of a white woman going, I've seen too many videos of people getting killed. And I'm worried about showing my hands. I'm like. Yeah, you know, but, you're, you're, but you know like, what? I, 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 I can't I, even. I can't even. 
because it's telling me that it is going through like it, yeah. it is happening to black people but you never know right you never I, know because at the end of the day yeah. this is an incredible exercise of power that they technically have over everyone so mm-hmm. i'm not particularly mad at the white woman's reaction and that's why that. i didn't put it there that's why i didn't but, do it but i was like it's just amazing but it is telling that white people are understanding that this is something, even if it's not likely to happen, it is something that can happen, which is part of what Black Lives Matter have been trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. It is what black women who have been on the ground yelling and screaming because their kids have been put in the ground is that this can't happen to everyone. That little seed has been planted and has taken root. So I am actually glad that that white woman is cognizant of that. That I am happy to see. Right. I, I, do, I do, like you said, would love to see her face. Like, what was your reaction when he said that? Because this is like the audacity, right? The, the sheer, just the balls on you. And he's like, and the thing, and this is Georgia, which, ah, oh, come on, Georgia. It, it's like, I kind of feel like her, she was just gobsmacked mm-hmm. because and again, with the, you know, with the veneer respectability being removed, people that tend to be right on the right side of the, you know, things don't feel like they have to be polite anymore. They don't feel like they need to tuck that back a little bit because it's unseemly to say in public like this. <clears throat> isn't this is indicative of that like there's no consequences now for or the social implications of you saying something like this like you can take the chance and say it Mm -hmm. and hopefully nothing will happen like you know in the past but it's not like that now you're going to get called to the carpet for this shit like it's not okay to say is is that and it's the idea that you're not taking it seriously like, you didn't take it seriously. Like, the reason, like, those dash cam videos, and the reason why people, like, the reason why this woman would be upset is because you you do know you have all the power in this situation. And I think yeah. it, goes, it goes back to the idea that these cops don't understand the power. Like, they understand it, but they don't, they, they don't understand it. It's like, you have all the power in the situation. You have a gun. You don't get, you don't get uh, arrested mm-hmm. or, 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 or find any consequences for killing yeah, anybody. And let's keep it 100 like, we have, uh, you have, and um, Rod and the Black Guy Who Tips have discussed stories in the past where cops have used their power to uh, try to hook up with women or get, um, right. or lure them into sexual encounters. So there is also that dynamic right. at play as well. Yeah. Like, just the idea that you're going to, like, cl- her being upset, it should ring, it should make you go, man, I need to do something to, to calm you down. This is would you like me to call my supervisor? Would you like me to call another officer over? Would you like like Well, calling so, another officer over probably isn't helpful. Well, Maybe call a female, female officer. Call female officer. Call, something like that. Would you like to would you like us to, to follow you to a, 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 a public area and we can do it? Like something to de escalate the situation, but clearly you're not doing that and your idea was he's gonna like later say I'm gonna play the respect. I think he's gonna say it was a joke. Not not funny. Not funny. And the facts that surround the Cobb County Police Department in this county in general. Cobb County Police Chief Mike Register says after we submitted an open records request, he and his command staff look at the dash cam video. But you're not black. And he opened an internal investigation Friday. No matter what context it was said in, 
It should not have been said. Register says the speaker is Lieutenant Greg Abbott and indicated he has been assigned to administrative duties pending the outcome of the investigation. We're not making excuses. We're meeting this head on and we're going to deal with it. The register says the recording is part of a DUI stop and a female passenger indicates she was hesitant to put her hands down to pick up a cell phone because she didn't want to get shot. Lawyer Suri Chata Jimenez says he represents... You know what that makes you wonder if she was a female passenger? Makes you wonder if the, uh, the driver was black. Because I don't know. But, um, no, it's kind of, it, it, here's another thing, too. Uh, the video but only. But then that's also, okay, so if that is the case, then the levels to this. Right. Because then you're, you're purposely intimidating the black driver, male or female. Look, the thing about this is, uh, they're saying that we, oh, we, we open an investigation into. He should be fired. Fr- fr- Friday. Fire him. It was only after this went viral. It all, it's only after this shit happened that, they, no, so. He should be fired. Yeah, you don't need an you don't need an investigation. It's on camera. You're seeing this. Whatever here, we're, we're we're doing an internal investigation. There's no amount of deprogramming, no amount of sensitivity training that is going to fix this. Here, here's here's why I don't believe in the investigations. Oh, shit. Uh, we covered this before, but I want to bring this back up because this was uh, uh, the uh, off uh, the um, fraternal order police guy Nesby. He defended this guy. Philadelphia police officer was under fire. Because he had a tattoo, which is basically a Nazi tattoo. He had the he had fatherland on his arm. We covered this before a few few months ago. Maybe it might even be in last year before the election. He had fatherland on one of, on the tattoo, and he had literally the Nazi eagle underneath. All right. Uh, the uh, let's see, Nesby, the uh, fraternal order police guy, uh, defended him. Says it's just a tattoo. I don't I don't see what the problem is. Uh, the the mayor said that's ridiculous. This guy should go. They did an internal investigation. You know what they found? No, no problem. He's still an officer. He has a fucking tattoo. He has a Nazi tattoo on his goddamn arm. Still an officer. Nesby said, um, "Let's see. Uh, Litterman is getting support from at least one person. John Nesby, the president of the police union. I seen the tattoo. It's an eagle. Not a big deal. He told Philly.com by text. Nesby added." Added, I see people with panthers on their arm. Doesn't mean they are black panthers. People with cross on their arm doesn't mean they dislike any other religion. Again, both sides of them. It's a fucking Nazi tattoo. Whatever you feel about the black panthers, they weren't fucking Nazis. They weren't fucking Nazis. I mean, we, we can go into the levels of the idea of what uh, of, of this motherfucker bringing the black panthers and things like that. But again... They they weren't fucking Nazis. Nazis. They were never. They never were in power. They were, you know, not even fucking close. Not even goddamn close. Uh, last one, just because we're just having a whole bunch of fun with a bunch of uh, police officers uh, being ridiculous. You do understand. I hate you, right? I know you do. Okay. We're gonna end this real soon. Uh, did you hear about the the Utah nurse? Mm-mm. The cops roughed up. Yeah. Uh, this is crazy. This is the Utah nurse. Let me see. I pulled the video up on this Black one. Black nurse? No, it's a white nurse. She, uh... So basically what happened was there was another, uh... uh there was a guy in the hospital. Um, and it turns out it wasn't another... Uh, it was a, another cop. And, uh... Let's see, is this Washington Post? Yeah. The, um... The officers there wanted to take a blood sample. And the nurse was like, Yeah, he's unconscious. You can't do that. It's against, it's against our policy. They arrested her. For interfering. Okay, so an officer was hurt. 
Yeah, it was an off-duty officer. He had gotten... I'll go through the levels into what was going on with that a little bit later. Uh, but he was unconscious. He couldn't consent to giving a blood sample. This other this other police officer was trying to get a blood sample taken. And the nurse was like, that's against our policy. He can't give consent. You can't do this. She was arrested. Uh, let's see. And here's the video they're playing. Nope. No. They have no warrant. They have no. She's asked if they have a warrant if the guy's under, under I arrest. Have this, it's obtaining blood samples for police enforcement from patients suspected to be under the influence. Okay? This is something that you guys agree to with this hospital. The three things that allow us to do that are if you have an electronic warrant, patient consent, or patient under arrest, and neither of those things, the patient can't consent. He told me repeatedly that he doesn't have a warrant, and the patient is not under arrest. She's the one that has told me no. Yeah, but sir, you're making a huge mistake right now. Okay. Like, like you're making a huge mistake because you're threatening a person. Okay. No, we're yeah, done. No, we're, no. we're done. Hey. We're done, sir. I had it. Get out of me! Get out They arrested the woman. Right, so the violently arrested. That, so the person that they were they trying to arrest someone that was in no, the hospital's so, 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 hair. No, so 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 here so here here's where here's where I've seen some articles that kind of explain what was going on here. So apparently there was a high speed chase, and first of all the officers weren't supposed to get in this high speed chase. I I'm not sure if the of the officer that was hurt in this high speed chase was uh, in the high speed chase or if he was just a a. A, a, an innocent person that was driving another car and got hit. What they were trying to do was take a blood sample to try to see if they could find some way of excusing their high-speed chase by trying to suggest that maybe this person was under the influence, maybe he caused a problem. They were literally trying to cover up their own bullshit. Oh so that's what gosh. was going. So that was going on here. And so what happens is so she's there's trying nurse, to protect her patient. So the nurse is trying to protect their patient because the nurse is like, you can't do this. Like. You don't have a warrant for his blood. You 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 you're not putting him under arrest. You don't have probable cause. Like, what are you doing? Like, so the person that she had on the phone was that like the hospital's legal counsel? It might have been. Cause I think it might have been the legal counsel or the hospital itself was like, you can't do this. You 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 are not supposed to be able to do this. And what the fuck? And then you see in the like the video is as if I'm actually watching that far. He literally go. He gets mad and goes after this one. Like it is, he a, a, a flip a, a switch flips, and he just launches at her, and it is fucking scary, and then violently arrests her, um and let's see, do they have the 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 chant? Let's see, um, and they they now put two uh, officers under administrative uh administrative leave over this, so they have the um. Let's see. Video from a police aggressively arresting a... I'm trying to see. Um, I'm trying to see if they have the... What happened in the chase. Yeah, there's a... There's, they have a video of the chase. 
Uh, police were pursuing a black Chevy Silverado after multiple reports of erratic driving. The truck ran from police, eventually swerving into oncoming traffic, colliding directly in front of a semi-truck, causing an explosion. According to the, the report, the driver of the semi-truck got out of the truck and was on fire before being extinguished by an officer. He was then eventually airlifted to the University of Hospital, uh, University of, um, uh, of the semi-truck... Yeah, he was in airless to the University of Utah Hospital and put under the care of staff, including nurse Wolves. The badly injured truck driver was identified as William Gray, a reserve police officer for the Rigby, Idaho Police Department. Since Gray was not the suspect of the crime and the time was not conscious to provide consent, the hospital staff refused to provide blood, uh, the police a blood sample without the suitable warrant. So that's what happened. So the guy that they're actually chasing, which, again, apparently according to police procedure they should not have initiated the high-speed chase they should have done they did it anyway so then the guy the suspect swerves into oncoming lanes crashes with the reserve police officer so what they did was because they were trying to find a way to justify uh uh why this happened they went to try to get a blood sample from the other driver to try to sit there and try to uh, try to basically who was the reserve officer to try to basically smear him and the, the nurse said no. And so cops doing what cops do, they act like a bunch of fucking thugs, and they went and arrested her. And it looks bad. And now they're under administrative leave, Is she which okay? it should be. Is there a follow-up on her? Um, she's okay. She didn't get arrested. They, here's the thing. They, didn't, they, they, didn't, they put her on arrest. They didn't charge her with anything. She actually, I, don't, I don't think they actually sent her to jail or anything like that. They basically so, did it to get her out of the fucking way. So they held her in, at the hospital in handcuffs? I think so. I, I think so. Let me see. I don't. I don't know what happened afterwards, but I think they end up leaving her go because they had no reason to do it. They had no. They had no probable cause to fucking arrest her. Again, when you see the video, she's doing her best. White woman. She's not even. Not even the best. You ever seen like the white woman saying, "I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna get your manager," mm-hmm. and they get kind of annoying. She's not even doing that. She's kind of confused. She's going, okay, but here's like the like, policy. She's trying to de-escalate them by giving them the information about yeah. why they cannot do. Like, yeah, do she thing. she actually seems like she's actually more confused by them. She's like, look, I want to help you, but I can't because this is the this is a contract, and I'm just saying she put the and then she put the other the either the legal counsel or the other administrator on the phone, and she's like, I, I don't know what to do here, and then they go to arrest her, and it's just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You can't fucking do this shit. Yeah. So, um, which again, just go, (laughs) it just goes to show you why more white people need to be getting on board with these, like, um, groups advocating for police accountability Mm -hmm. because it's you too. It can, it, it can happen it, to you. <laughs> it happens. It happens to you. Oh my it God. frequently happens to you. But because you don't see yourself in common with, mm-hmm. you know, black and brown folks that this does happen to on the regular, you don't feel the urgency to engage yourself. Like, take keep your ass at home and sheet cake if you want to. Right. Uh, all right, last thing before we get out of here, let's do. She take one seat. It will not. Now, it's great moments of white privilege, and I do feel like this entire episode has been a really big great moments of white privilege. But uh, this is another great one here because you know, I just always love the um, always love white privilege. Uh, a hockey player's assault sentence was postponed so it wouldn't hurt his internship. 
The judge sentencing a Queens University student and hockey player who assaulted a teenage girl at a house party delayed the man's sentence so that it wouldn't interfere with his summer internship. Chance McDonald, 22, pleaded guilty to common assault in April after he was initially charged with sexual assault and forcible confinement following a 2015 party. Crown attorney uh, Gerard uh, Harris said McDonald's victim uh, accepted the lesser plea in part because she didn't want to face a trial and the possibility of being disbelieved in court. Which, by the way, is another just go to show you how full of shit our court system is. You have a victim here who was assaulted who wanted to take the plea deal because she didn't want to go through the idea Wait, of being dragged to the fucking mud. happened in the United States. Is this in Britain? I believe this might be... I think this is... Uh, it might be Britain. Might be. I'm not sure. Either that or it's Canada. I think it might be Canada. Where's Queens? Um, well, there's a lot of Queenslanders. Queensland, Australia. Yeah. Doesn't say. It's most like it's most likely in one of the um, uh, Commonwealth looking... countries. So it's probably Australia, New Zealand, yeah, or um, Canada. I wanna say. I think I, I want to say it's Canada. I want to say it's Canada. Um, so, but yeah, you, you didn't want it to interfere with his uh, internship. But again, it goes back to just I, uh, the idea of how bullshit criminal justice systems are for rape victims and that she accepted a plea deal because she didn't want to go through being dragged through the mud, which again, you're raped, you get dragged through the mud, but not the rapist. Gotta love that. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, but they didn't want to interfere with his, I believe it was a Deloitte internship. Uh, he no longer works for Deloitte. A Deloitte found out about it. And Deloitte even came out and said that we didn't know about it. So we couldn't, because they, they sealed it. Because we didn't know about it, it didn't come up on a background check. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 we couldn't. So now they, once they found out about it, though, they got rid of him. They said, no, we're, we're, we're out of this. Yes, Canada. It was Canada. Uh, they said, no, fuck that shit. We're out of it. So, but yeah, the, think about how many stories there are like this with, you know, uh, young white men. And again, you see this also with just men in general. Cause we had the uh, Nate Parker incident, you know, um, where, uh, we're going to bury it so that you don't, you know, we don't interfere with your, your charge. Like you, you've seen those with, with, with judges going, you seem like a good guy. So I'm not going to send you to the jail. He raped somebody. He's not a good guy. Not a good guy. Not a good guy. Anyway, that is it for this show today. Um, I want to thank you guys very much for listening. It's been a blast. It's been a blast. Uh, Ma'am, thank you very much for being on the show. I hate you. You do not hate me. You've done fun stuff. I asked you for fun stuff. And tennis is fun stuff. We talked about it for like two seconds. I got a new pair of tennis shoes. You did. They were very nice. You got the, what are those, the, the, the Serena Williams? Yes. Yes. My Serenas. Yeah, she got they're the Serenas. Red. She's very happy about them. They're very nice though. Yeah. I they're do. sexy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. They do look kind of nice. I was kind of jealous. I was kind of yeah, like, jealous. I, and I do not like to, uh, I do not like to pay full price for stuff, but um Yep. You bought two pair. You bought you well, bought the I, white ones. And I then bought you... the white ones, but they were a little too small. So I sent them back because literally the day that I was like going to return them and they didn't have my size. So I just sent them, I was going to send them back to Tennis Express. 
Nintendo Express sent me an email. I was like, hey, the U.S. Open Collection is coming out. And look at these hot new ships from Nike. <laughs> Oh, so basically, you're a crack dealer. So pretty, they're so pretty. <laughs> they are. They are some nice ones. Yeah. They are some and really so nice ones. I was like, mm-hmm. yep. So I went on ahead and um, got my got my Serena's. Uh, Hundred and seventy bucks. So uh, do you got? Do you know what your guys' next um, shows are for Docu Drunk? So you guys know what the documentaries you guys are going to cover? Um, we're doing I Am Not Your Negro. Oh, cool. And I think we're recording that on the tenth. Okay, cool. Well, there you guys have, and then we're gonna hopefully uh, get some uh, scare soldiers out there too. <laughs> and then, uh, sorry, Shonda asked. <laughs> she, so she asked me when I could, um, when was the earliest date I could watch it. I was like, I don't know. I'm not your Negro. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we have to deal with, guys. When you're dealing with the shanty, this is what you have to deal with, and it's okay. Um, but um. Yeah, uh, we have that coming out on premium soon, hopefully this month. Uh, also, there will be two Super Tuesdays this week because we're getting in one for uh, the, the last part of the Defenders. That was great. I had a really great Mission Night joke on there. If you haven't heard the show yet, it's really corny. It's awesome. I like it. Um, Deepom's just a hater. Uh, and so we're doing the last part of that one. And we're also getting Justin for three-fifths on there. Oh, uh, for the next day. We're, uh, and shout depom- out to Three Fifths Podcast. Like, I was listening to them, and um, they were talking about Last Chance You, and I went and watched Last Chance You. She's U. been watching all of it. All of it. It's it's good. All and then I watched it. Hard Knocks, and you know how I feel about football. I don't like football. She doesn't like football. I don't care about but football. But you've watched a lot of football I watched a lot of football documentaries. <laughs> That's the only way you can get me to actually watch football. It's like, you have to read it in a documentary. Like... And, and my man Riley Bulla got um, cut from the Buccaneers. You know what? I think I might adopt a team. I think I might adopt the Buccaneers. I think I might do that. Because I don't have any loyalty. I'm not really going to watch. But, you know, just in order to have someone to root for. What happens when you adopt a team? Well, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm just going to, like, kind of root for them throughout the season. <laughs> I may not do it, like, openly. <laughs> You're adorable. I mean, oh my I, god! I kind of feel you know they had such nice you know characters and stuff. Uh, you you really you really you really. <laughs> I like how you said this. They had nice characters. You really built a fictional fan fiction football team. This is amazing. I mean, you know, oh my god! So about football. So I drafted Julian Edelman, and then he broke. So I had to find someone else. This is a person who plays fantasy football and is really into fantasy football, but does not watch anything football related. But you know what? And then, and then gets mad. Then, then, then feels some kind of way when players get hurt, when when she has, she, she her starting lineups are all fucked up and wrong. It's like it, it is it. I I don't play fantasy football. I watch her play fantasy football because it's actually my new favorite sport now. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's so, it's really, it's, actually, it's kind of really sad because as the, as the season progresses and more guys are out due to injury, like, it's really messed up. You're looking for running backs and wide receivers, uh, and it's like picking the bones clean because everybody is dead by week five. <laughs> and so, like, you have to kind of go down into the weeds and look for guys that are going to be put on the starting roster or, it, you're going to be picked to start and hope to God that they get you points. I, I mean, it's really just plug and play for me. 
And I'm um, I'm okay with that. I just really hope that I win. Like, it's really fun not knowing shit about ba- about football. I almost called it basketball. About football. And then when you win, and it's so unearned. And, and, and this is why I do not play <laughs> fantasy football. And I will never join a fantasy football league that has her in it. Because that would be the end of our relationship. <laughs> you fucking beat me in fantasy football. Because another thing, too. You talk mad shit. Oh, and I learned how to you, make gifs. She talks Mad shit when she wins in fantasy football, and I know how unearned it is because she'll win on just a fluke. And Listen, like, I love the this. first time you played, you end up with like fourth place or something like that. Yeah, I was so mad. I was. So she was close. mad at getting fourth place, and she knows nothing about football. She and when I say nothing about football, I mean she doesn't watch football. <laughs> no, I, I learned. I learned words. Oh, I, you, no, that first year. That first year, she literally was like so. So what is the end zone, and what is it? What does it take no, to make I a touchdown? I didn't know what the red zone was. Listen, mind you, four years, four years of marching band. I didn't. I was not there for the football. I was there for myself because I had to be there for the band. You are I, literally a stereotype. You are the I, stereotype you know, that the MRAs complain about when it comes to f- women in football. But, you, are that <laughs> you are literally that. You are the example they use of, of women they hate in football. Not saying that they're right. I'm just saying that you that's you. Well, fuck them. I don't care about <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't care them. about that. No, no, so fuck them. Fuck I mean them. and and also that's the thing, because I was in marching band, it's always more about the music and the performance, which is why I only know Super Bowls by the halftime acts. So I don't know. You are you 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 are you <laughs> I, you you are the guy <laughs> who goes, No, I, I got penthouse and play Playboy just for the articles, not for the naked women. Like that's you. Yeah, you were, listen, you were that you were listen, that one percenter, yo. I did not know that Colin Kaepernick played in Beyonce's first Super Bowl in 2013. I did not know that, and I kind of nominally rooted for the Baltimore Ravens. Had I known about Kaepernick, I I still was not paying attention to that game. Had I known about Colin Kaepernick, I might have become a I might have become a fan because he's cute. Uh, but yeah, I, this is how I know things by the halftime acts and Beyonce was amazing that year. You are adorable. And Prince. And then that one year, oh my God, my first year of college. Uh, Oh yeah. And then Justin Timberlake ripped off Janet Jackson's pasty and like revealed her boob. Fuck you forever. Well, technically the pasty was still there. Just the boob was out. Nobody saw nipple. (sighs) Nobody saw nipple. Nipple never shot. Did nipple show? Yes, I thought it was. I thought it was just. Listen, pacing. okay, so you guys, I was at an all women's college my first year of college, right? So we were all watching the Super Bowl, and um, the, we were watching the halftime act. And when he ripped off her top or the <laughs> section that was covering her boob, like you saw the full boob. They didn't blur it out or anything. They cut away from it, and we were like, "Does that bitch have a nipple ring?" Like mm. <laughs> she had a nipple ring. So yeah. Like full nipple, full full breast, full boobage, plus nipple ring. But I will say, uh, on my fantasy football team, I have Aaron Rodgers, which shout out to him. Oh yes, I know. Like uh, he um, is like the first you know prominent quarterback to essentially say that Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed. He's the, he's the most prominent white athlete. Period, I believe. Yeah. And here's, and here's the thing. So I remember once when um, the Packers were playing in a Super Bowl and 
I was trying to figure out who I was going to support, like nominally throw that my five bucks in the money pool. So I Googled them and they're the only NFL team that is like a community property. So it's not owned by a corporation. So mm-hmm. like people are so invested in this team. Like, like I, once they brought home the trophy, like they sided with the teachers unions and stuff who were striking against um, the governor. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I, I like how the so I like the fan camaraderie with the team and the fact that it's a very much a community organization. So I I fuck with the Green Bay Packers <laughs> for that and Aaron Rodgers is their team leader. So I think well he's also a good two, pick. He's, a good he's like also a good person. He's also a, he's good a pick. thoughtful person. He's a thoughtful person. He's a good pick, and but he's also a great quarterback. So you, yes, actually, really, that's, that's so why, that have, might be the best quarterback you've picked in the last two years. I have him and Russell Wilson. You stay on the Russell Wilson band. I um, he is so steady, and well, he has been a steady generator of points for me. Uh, in the past, I have he has been on my roster consi- like consistently. I had Kaepernick on there before, mm-hmm. and I had Jameis Winston, <laughs> yeah, and I, I had Jimmy that. Garoppolo. Yeah. So well, Russell Wilson's fine for you then. Yeah, that's fine. I cannot tell you. Like okay, so the first year I played fantasy football was like I guess the the Annis Horribilis of the 49ers. Uh and when Sam was like trying to like give me the rundown of how like the draft works, like I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll, you know, I picked my team and because the theme was 80s elite 80s babies, I I picked um my team name was uh Nightmare on 49ers Street in honor of Wes Craven who had just passed away. So I made him my quarterback, and then I picked, like, all of his, like, running backs and my receivers but, and realized I probably shouldn't do that because they were all going to be on the same bye, so I had to. Yeah, so I kept Kaepernick on there. And um, through the course of the season, I learned that the 49ers has to be, like, the, the most, like, the most dysfunctional organization in the whole of football. That was a crazy year. I think year. the Detroit Lions would disagree with that, but okay. There was a lot of crazy shit happening in the 49ers. Like, when you say crazy, okay, when you say crazy shit, also remind people that we are getting a lot. When you say crazy shit, you also mean a lot of Lickspec Alley shit too, as well. That comes with stuff no, off the court as well. No, and, but no, be, no, because it was reported in um, uh, on um, the SB Nation. Um, okay. The uh, SB Nation uh, football niner football niners forty niners page, like it's literally crazy stuff. And like the uh, the local reporters that are always there, like that's I I learned so much <laughs> about because like Sam told me to keep up with the news, uh, keep up with my quarterbacks and the news. Um for each of them and so I kept up I kept abreast of all the stuff coming out of Seattle because um, um, Russell Wilson was my backup and when I got rid of uh, when I got rid of Kaepernick and put on Winston I had to keep up with Bucks news so comparing how those organizations how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Seattle Seahawks (laughs) seemed to conduct business it was without the uh, tabloid um, page six craziness of the 49ers like the 49ers front office was leaking like a sieve and apparently this was it like if past this prologue a precedent had been set because um, 
Jim Harbaugh, who was the coach that played his brother, which is another fact I'm just realizing, um, in Baltimore in, in Beyonce's first Super Bowl. Like, uh, he was also ousted by a series of leaks coming from, you know, sources from within the organization to discredit him. And apparently there's like a lot of bad blood and a lot of the super team that were on that Super Bowl team left. And essentially the player talent collapsed, the coaching staff collapsed because they brought in the, um, like, Mr. Meatball. Like, he could not, he farted during a press conference. The coach, the coach, <laughs> like it was so ridiculous. Like, so the, the 49ers are a mess. Hopefully they got their shit together because they brought in the, um, the other Shanahan, uh, which I only know that name because of all the crazy shit from the Washington team. Because like a few years ago, every oh, so day they'll in the paper. Get their shit. Oh, they'll definitely get their shit together then, right? Yeah, like I only know about Albert Hainsworth and Robert Shannon, or sorry, Shanahan, because there is always something about those two in the Washington Express every morning. <sighs> this is why she needs a fan fiction football because she doesn't really care about the sport, but all the drama like, around it. But yeah, I like I, you know I find I find the politics in football to be more fascinating than the football itself. Um, once I get a chance to really read into the Ezekiel Elliott stuff, I might have something more to I might have something more to say because like there was a black woman that essentially was like, so you probably shouldn't suspend him. And her recommendation wasn't to suspend him, but Goodell essentially overruled her and like well, Goodell kept her like blocked her out of the um, meeting that they had. She was overruled. Like the 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 NFL is so corrupt and full of shit that it honestly, if you are boycotting, and this is no knock against Colin Kaepernick, but if you are boycotting the NFL because of how he was drummed out of the league, oh, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. Is there are ten thousand plus more like better reasons to you know, divest yourself from from this league, from it, how it just kind of coddles and funnels, uh, you know, abusers, uh, violent, you know, guys who are, you know, have done violence to women, children, whatnot. They're, they're like the, they're the Catholic Church of football. They just recycle uh, these dudes around these teams. And if you're good enough, like you will still be on the team despite like your your checkered past and yes. you know, your um welcome to the NFL. Yeah, it's <laughs> there are more legitimate reasons to divorce yourself. Um yes. I under I understand it's probably a easier, you know, uh easier choice to just get on because it seems like the logical one, but to say that you are not watching football because of the injury to players, how the union doesn't seem to... Oh, D-Bomb goes in there all the time on the union. Like, the yeah. CTE stuff, like, there's there was a new one. I'm wondering... I, I think he's doing a show this weekend, but I'm wondering if he's going to cover it. There was one, I think, on kids. On, on not just NFL, but just kids, uh, children, football players, mm -hmm. and the, the, the traumatic brain injuries they're getting as kids. It's 
That's that a whole. That's, that's a, we, we can go on for days on 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 the bullshit with that shit. Like, there's a, yeah, there's like, a ton of I, shit on there. Like the the NFL just panders to women. We haven't heard anything about that special women of that special commission that he put together no, after no. the Ray Rice deal. No, of course, not. like there's. <laughs> There's so much other stuff. There's a ton of stuff out there. And yeah. I don't watch, so I don't know. The But the on-field no, thing it. isn't very interesting. And I know it's boring. Like, I tried to watch. I really did. And apart from not really knowing what's happening, <laughs> this shit is boring. <laughs> so, like, I, I under... I, a... Take a... <laughs> take a stiffer moral stance... Because yeah, should, if your if your whole thing is Colin Kaepernick, I don't I don't I don't trust your opinion on anything. No, I'm not saying that, like there, there's because a... it it takes uh it takes one one black man to get you upset at an organization that just kind of does whatever. Yeah, it's bullshit. to the detriment of women, everybody else. To, yeah, everyone else, everybody and, and including, even the, including even, the players, including, even including their own players. the players. Yeah. And I feel for those players too, because like I. Like what in hard in hard knocks. Um, sorry, you do guys. you do realize this has been the biggest like you you said you wanted fun stuff. You know there's a biggest tangent because I was actually chasing about three fifths and you've literally gone on a fifteen. You've you've pulled congratulations, you have pulled a Karen. Anyway, continue, <laughs> ma'am. Shout out to Karen. I I thought that like okay, and I will say in conjunction with watching um uh last chance you that not all, but a vast majority of the people that go into the NFL come from like poor, middling poor backgrounds. And so when you're watching these kids at the junior college try to make it, uh, and you see like their, where their, what their home life was like, and like should they're, if they're lucky enough to get into the NFL and you hear NFL players talking about how, you know, this is they're in the NFL. This is their first time attending a football game in the NFL, and that's because they play because they didn't have the money or a team mm-hmm. in their area. Like I was like, that is so insane to me. Like it's such like a it's a sport that is promoted as broadly as possible to where everyone should be able like everyone can play, but it's secretly an elitist as fuck sport. Yeah, and, no, and I, I might even I might even say it's probably more il- more elitist or maybe about the same as tennis, because not everyone goes to go see tennis and tennis travels around like you. You could probably get to a tennis match before you can get to a football game. But the fact that ticket prices and being able to attend. But that's, is, that's almost I would say that's almost every every professional sport. Like if you try to really try to go to any professional sport out there, there's very rarely one that's very accessible to your average person. Like um like I, I do MMA. Like that's usually the, the only sport I'll go to now that's for live. Mm-hmm. Um my tickets for um New York I think shoot yeah, cause I got a, I got a better season. That was $800 ticket. Um, normally we pay around like hundred, two hundred dollars just to get kind of semi decent seats. Even if you do local events, local events, those tickets are still like eighty five to a hundred dollars sometimes just to get to a local non UFC event. There, I mean, this stuff is not it's not cheap. Like yeah, none of no. none of and, none of these pro none. And when you get to pro stuff, almost none of them are are cheap. I mean, they are very yeah. elitist. It's very hard to get into. Yeah, know? I mean, and I went 
um, Nick Ju and I went to World Team Tennis to see like uh, Venus play, and um, they're uh, they were all sold out. But the tickets on the floor, like those, would have set me back like 150 bucks. Yeah. And the, I think the seats that I got were like 35 or something. Yeah. So, like, and then like the City Open, the um, tennis tournament in DC, like um, so tickets for the main draw during the week is like $75 and the closer you get towards the finals, the, like yeah. ticket prices go up. So yeah, I was, I was just struck and you know, so maybe that kind of like deflates my argument some, but I just thought that it, me well, no, from still, the it's, outside it's still, of hearing that, that a person who's played football all their life, their first time attending the game was because they were playing in it. Yeah, well, like, that uh, struck yeah. me some kind or of professional way. game. Yeah, but it's, it's still very elitist. I mean, if you get into some of these, you know, again, I don't want to get too much into because again, that's we're entering the deep round. But he'll tell you, like, they get into some of the, uh, the, uh, these elite top tier sports like uh, football, basketball. In some cases, um, I know wrestling. Deep palms of wrestling. He'll tell you rest like the the amount of money. You got to think about it for some of the just forget going to like the professional sports. To be a an underprivileged kid to try to get onto a team in a high school, or in, a lot of times you have to play in. If you really want to get scouted right and get to a good high school, because they they got they start they start when you're young. They start with these the the the, the uh, for basketball was like AAU and things like that. Like you start there, and the, the fees for that kind of stuff, like the summer league stuff, because mm-hmm. I used to try to play basketball. I, I never did AAU because it was just it was expensive. It's like expensive getting that. Go to summer camp. We get to again networking all this stuff. that shit adds up. And so when you're a kid who doesn't have a who's from a, a disadvantaged uh, background who doesn't have a lot of money, your parents are literally going broke to, if they can get you into this stuff. So no, it's it's very 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 elitist. And yeah, it's a bunch of stuff going into that. We'll have to get you on uh, with Deepom to uh, talk more sports because apparently that's fun stuff for you, even though you don't watch it. Um, anyway, I was saying before we got into our little tangent here, I was shouting out Justin because uh, we we're going to have Justin on from Three Fifths. But we're not talking about sports. He's going to be talking uh, Secret Empire with us, comic book stuff. Uh, so that'll be there. People have been asking us to get back into because uh, that series finally ended, and uh, we're going to be dealing with the haters who are talking a bunch of shit about that, which is one of the greatest Captain America stories ever told and one of the best events Marvel has done in a long time, um, which is a lot because I love Secret Wars. So we're going to talk about that stuff. But um, all right, ma'am. See, so we got your we got your fun stuff in there at the end, mm-hmm. and you enjoy yourself. Uh, again, please, if you're still listening now, Make sure you stick around and listen to uh, Latoya. Again, you might have to turn the, the volume up a little bit. Uh, listen to Latoya talk about uh, the female response and what you can do to get help if you need and request help. She has information on um, social media accounts, apps you can download, things if you need help, you can get help. Uh, so just listen to that little love man at the end, and uh, we'll go from there. So, again, folks, thank you very much for listening, and until next time, we are out of here. Peace. Hey everybody, this is LaToya from Secret Sauce, and I want to take a couple minutes to talk to you about um, the disaster that's going on in Texas and now Louisiana, and really to talk about the FEMA process. I'm currently on a detail for FEMA, so and I've done this before, so I'm pretty familiar with the way that FEMA works, and I really want to get the word out there because being on these FEMA calls is tough. You know, hearing about what people are going through in those in in the devastated areas, 
there are a lot of people that are still flooded, um, homeless. Uh, if they're home, a lot of them don't have utilities. Um, oftentimes they need food. Most of my calls begin and end in tears. And um, because FEMA started so late, I mean, the disaster started on the 23rd. Hurricane Harvey started on the 23rd. We honestly didn't get activated until the 29th. Okay. That's a long period of time for people to be without assistance. And that's really much longer than it was before. So because of that, we are truly behind the eight ball. And FEMA is extremely busy right now. Um, most of the people that I talk to are, of course, black, brown, poor, women, and elderly. And if you live in that area, in the Texas and Louisiana area, you know, or if you've got family there, or if you've got a loved one there, if there's any way you could help somebody, please do it. Because... Right now is desperate times, okay? Basically, FEMA is a bureaucracy, okay? So that means that getting FEMA assistance takes time. And remember I said we're behind the eight ball. So all these calls are coming in at once. All these applications are coming in at once, right? Uh, it's not going to be quick. So you want to get your application in as quickly as possible. So there's two different ways you can do it. One way is going online, of course, and then the other way is calling. You know the quickest way is going to be online, so I'm always going to suggest that if you can, if you can, um, to do it online, you go to disasterassistance.gov. Um, once you get to the website, you're going to go to get assistance and then apply online. When you apply online, this is asking for really basic information. Make sure the information that you're giving is matching your social security card. So you're going to give them information like name, social security number, address, phone number, the type of damage, that sort of thing. They're going to ask you for your insurance if you have insurance and if you do they're just looking for the name of the company you have the insurance with not the policy number they're going to ask you how much you make um, and what you're looking to get at the end of that application is a registration ID the other thing is when you're online make sure you set up your login and password when you do that then you'll have access to your account and you'll be able to check your status. That's the that's what you really want is to be able to check your status. The other way to um oh and I'll say this as well. If you can make sure that you are giving them an email address and the ability to text message you. The only other option is by postal mail. So imagine that. There's no postal mail going out to many of those areas because they're flooded. 
and then it's taking it, it would take a very long time to get assistance to um, get uh, financial help if you do a postal please give an email address and give them access to send you a text message that'll be the quickest way to get help okay the other way is to call phone lines are busy because like I just said a moment ago we just started um, we are open every day from 7 a.m. to I believe 10 I know this weekend we are this weekend being Labor Day weekend we're open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern so please take advantage of it um, the phone number to FEMA is 1-800-621-3362 um, and then you're just basically going to go through the same application it could take maybe about 20 minutes or so uh, if everything goes well um, ask questions be clear in your responses um, make sure they have more information than they may need you don't give us information about the actual damage but make sure that you're giving us the information that we need to make a determination without having to wait to get a response from you because that's just going to delay it okay um, it could take seven to ten days for someone to contact you and I know that that may not seem like a long time to a lot of people seven to ten days for me is nothing right I'm in Georgia <laughs> seven to ten days for someone who doesn't know where they're gonna sleep and doesn't know how they're gonna feed their babies is a lifetime so FEMA depends on state and local government to fill in the gaps um, until FEMA can actually get the money out um, so what you want to do is make sure that you um, check your websites for your city your county and your state make sure that you are checking social media from your city your county and your state you also want to check social media for FEMA and you also want to check social media for the Red Cross which is our other ally okay um, I will say that Facebook is really good um, there are some counties make sure you do the counties a lot of times counties have the most information but if you just type in in Facebook uh, let's use Harris County for example that's in Houston I believe um, so you would type in Harris County emergency management okay and when you do that on Facebook it could come up with a plethora of information um, when you're looking at the social media um, that is how your government is going to dispense any of the donations of food and water and supplies out right well it's usually first come first serve so you want to make sure that you um, are right up there in the front getting as many resources as you can because that's what they're there for so I've seen them do things like um, you know cities do things like pass out blankets pass out water open up the food bank um, 
I've seen them say, you know, if you had, if you have food stamps, um, fill out a form so that, and, and you've lost all your food. So let's say you have food stamps and you bought all this food and now it's all gone. You could fill out an affidavit and get more food stamps instead of having to wait for the next month to get food stamps. You know, these government services you're paying for, that is why you pay taxes. Don't be ashamed to get every ounce, every drop of, of help that you can because <laughs> don't be ashamed. Get get what you need to get for you and your family. So you want to check them two to three times a day, those websites. If your family doesn't have access to a computer because their utilities have been out, which is a very common thing, then do it for them. But there's so much information that's being put out. Uh, Harris County really is a great example. Harris County has an app, Ready Harris. Most people don't know that. Download that app. Download the FEMA app, okay? And keep yourself updated on, you know, what the status is for everything, whether it's um, FEMA's coming out to uh, inspect today or FEMA's going to be passing out grants today. You just want to keep your eyes open and ready for assistance because there's so much out there. Um, the Red Cross, that's our third ally. Now, I would say the Red Cross isn't going to be as helpful as your state and local government and FEMA. Don't look for that. But the Red Cross is good for if you need a shelter. And I, I, I can't even tell you how many people I've talked to that needed a place to stay. And I was able to go to the Red Cross website, put in their zip code, and find 12 different places for them to check out for a shelter that they wouldn't have known about had they not gone to the website okay so there is a lot of information out there for you you just have to grab it yourself okay um we are absolutely here for you over the phone ask as many questions as you can um but you have to be proactive and that's all I wanted to say just the information is out there you just gotta gotta find it Google is gonna be your best friend right now and so just utilize you know what you have access to um, yeah like I hope this helps somebody if you have any questions you know feel free to contact me I am part of the MTR network I am more than happy to help where I can okay Y'all stay safe, all right?